Congratulations, you've won the last ever Russell Brand Show 6 Music Podcast. Here it is, it's in your pod, it's going to be burst open soon into your ears. It's going to make you giggle on the bus and you'll get stared at, you'll get looks on the trains, you'll get sneered at on the streets. Here it is now. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Something's going wrong there. This is us on 6 Music. I'm Russell Brand. That was the Smiths, of course. Surprisingly. Here. Come on, it's the last day. I feel, I feel lacrimose. Perhaps that's because we've just listened to that morbid yeah, exactly. ballad of the dispossessed. Morbid twitterings. Oh, Christ. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of those buttons. You right, Matt? Yep. I've never seen anyone look more baffled and bemused by I'm a button. I'm the lord of these buttons. I don't have to look at me anymore. I just touch. <laughs> That's Trevor Locke. Imagine if you were listening to the show for the first time now. The, the sense of disappointment and disillusionment you would now it's feel. Bafflement. You're just thinking, what is. What's oh, Trevor's in the wrong place. What's the hoo ha? Trevor's moved to another part of the studio where he frankly doesn't belong. Not my choice. My phone. Our producer knows it's our last day. He's not turned up. We've got this young lad, Adam. He's got the same name as the producer, but frankly, he's a slip of a thing. He's mincing around here in petticoats, hopelessly out of his depth, pressing all sorts of switches, making no, phone not. calls. He's unscrewed my microphone. Saddam Hussein being put to death. Don't you is that true? political is that true? I will on get political. Not on the last show. Yep, I'm gonna make a stand here what about happened? something I don't know enough about. Well, I remember when he came out of that hole with that beard, I thought, no, oh, let him off. They looked in his mouth. They looked in his mouth. For to, weapons. I was thinking about that, looking in his mouth, and I think that's because if by looking in someone's mouth you've shown that you've completely got them under your power, because, you know, that's how, if no, you, in an no, animalistic way, that's what you attack with, right? Your mouth. mouth. Yeah, but like, why show that photo? What does that what does that represent semiotically? Shows that he's got absolutely no power, no control. Toothless. And, and how do you feel when you're in a dentist chair? You feel all sort of emasculated. Oh, there's worse things you can do to someone. Than what do you mean? At, stare up his mouth. bum, Mr. Hussain? Right, we're going to stretch your ball bags all taut like a canvas and draw a face on him with an eyeliner. So that took about two minutes, I think. Yes, Trevor, to two minutes. Be That's dragged into the gutter there. You dragged it in the gutter. I was making an interesting point well, I said about there's semiotics. There's worse things you can do to people than look in their mouths. You did not go with my interesting point about that it was about making him seem dispossessed and. Uh, impotent. And now the poor fellow's being put to death. Now I know he's done a lot of wrong. He's definitely been put to death. I think so, that's what Matt reckons. I didn't <laughs> Matt that. is my source of information <laughs> when it comes to global politics. We can't that's make Matt. Don't get out of your depth. Well, well, in case he ain't being put to death, we'll soon find out in a little show we like to call the news. That's I think a bit he later. shouldn't be put to death because I think when he came out of that hole, he just looked like Father Christmas. He did look like a lovely yeah, old you Father two Christmas. Are idiots. No, no, how dare you! He killed loads of people. Judge a man, judge people. a man by what he looks like, Matt. Not by the content of his character. Talking exactly. Father Christmas, we found uh, a CD. That unfortunately we couldn't find the I'm a baby with a beard song, but That'll we will find up. that. Matt, you're right. Listen, we've got a, this is a little golden rule of radio. You can't broadcast radio. You can't talk, so don't you be can't broadcast radio. Here's a lesson in broadcasting. <laughs> 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 Always. You hand out your pants. Don't tell me what to do. Don't say it's not a start a story that man. no one else will have ever heard. No, right, but this is what I'm doing is I'm teasing the fact that later on we will be playing some songs where Russell's singing. No way. Some old From the blockheads. No, this ain't from my work with the blockheads. Brilliant this, work that I've done with the blockheads. This is pre-blockheads, actually. <laughs> actually some hip-hop A lot of people oh. say my pre-blockhead work was my best work. And that's what I'm doing, teasing, mate. No, so you're not teasing it, you're talking to Trevor and Russell instead of remembering there's countless hundreds so, of people show, we'll be listening, listening to, to the show. It's very there's literally dozens very of good. people. He doesn't get it. Stop talking over me as well, you. You're a massive load of problems. bully today. Last show. 
<laughs> I'm, de I'm depressed and I'm lashing out. Why, Why are you depressed? depressed? Oh, uh, because <laughs> we allowed to talk over each other. Because of no, if, if it's simultaneous, that's quite effective. Like the twins in The Shining. <laughs> Why are you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> These corridors of blood are bringing me down a little bit, and my lad's triking his way around the corridors endlessly. And that barman that keeps going on about murders and the snow and this book I'm writing is not going incredibly well. It's repetitive, if anything. <laughs> um. Yeah, oh, well, I suppose, why am I depressed? I've been feeling a lot of inward rage lately. Inward? Yeah, the rage, a sort of a self-destructive rage. Oh, uh, yeah, but I think that's because it's a full moon. I've been getting a lot of that as well. Have you, Trish? Yeah, oh, yesterday. Oh. Re I thought rage. Yesterday what, what was a do? terrible day. Shake your fist at a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I punched my Trevor kicked a beach ball <laughs> against then, his measuring wall. And then fell over. <laughs> Stubbed his toe, then asked it to marry him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go on another holiday. Give me a cuddle. I, I Bloody think... heck! <laughs> oh, I did. Pip squeaks! That's <laughs> on it! I nearly got into a fight with a man on the street yesterday. What, what do you mean a man on the street? You a said man. that as if he's a representative of Joe Public. Let's find out what the man on the street thinks. Come here! I'll duff you up! You blooming squirt! I'll punch you in the shoulder! It's really, really pathetic. Why did you get in a fight with a man on the street, Trevor? Because I was walking along the street and this man came out of a door and didn't look where he was going and, and trod on my heel. <laughs> okay. What are heel doing? What? Your heel should not be parallel with the floor. <laughs> what are you doing? Dragging yourself along? Why no, I, was you... walking, look, I was walking along a street, there's a doorway onto the street perpendicular, the man walks out of the door, steps onto my heel. The back of your foot, you mean? The back of my foot, which I called my heel. <laughs> <laughs> what a wacky <laughs> language you use. So I turn round to give him a dirty look. <laughs> right. Blimey. Now for the dirty look. Dirty look, arms. Dirty Dirty look, ready? Go, dirty look! There, cop for that! And then he... What sort of dirty look? Could you just fire at one off at us? I know it's bad, right? Let's have a look. It was off the I'll cuff. describe it. Let's do it now. Okay. Do it to Matt, and then I'll try to... <gasps> oh my god, that's a filthy look. If Richard, if Richard Desmond saw that look, he'd, fire it, he'd call it 40 plus dirty looks and sell it on the t as a top shelf mag. It would filth that, It was Jeff. dirty slash quizzical. Anyway, he, his, his immediate What's reaction... What's the quizzical element? His immediate reaction... Why you do that to my heel? Yeah. Hey, baby! What go on with my heel there? I'm walking here! His immediate reaction was to be apologetic, so his right. apology met my dirty look simultaneously. Dirty so look. I felt guilty about the dirty look. So immediately you tried to retract the dirty no, I look. I just walked off, and then he walked off, and then I turned round to like look at Bruno him. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> his dirty, my dirty look met his apologetic glance. Then he bit me on the ear hole. No, and I, I walked off and then turned around, and then he turned around at the same moment, and then he decided to look at me dirtily. Uh, hold this on, time, Trevor, this time, this time, taken to a whole new level. He said to me, this is yeah, epic. what? Uh-oh. Yeah, I, what? And I turned around and I said, what? Well, you <gasps> just trod on my heel. That's for what? Me. Now things are hotting up. Oh, God. What but we were next? walking in the opposite directions, and I thought, Trev, you're going to be late. I think that's how the situation in the Middle East started. I was, was going to be late for the pre-record. I, I haven't got time to that have a standoff. Well, you know, I'm not. We're no further than that, and that's what you're putting that down to the full moon, are you? Well, there's some people out there murdering their spouses. Trevor gets a dent in his heel and does a dirty look across a corridor. If that happened in a Jane Austen novel, it would be a boring bit where people were coming across a bit repressed. Come on, express yourself. Get your bum out. That was one in a litany of little things I had. Why did you punch your windscreen? Because I forgot my keys in my house. I forgot my phone in my house. I had to go back. Don't blame your windscreen, Trevor. That's the only thing in your life that is transparent. The rest of your existence is opaque and indecipherable. That windscreen has always been there for you. you and can't it, 
forget my keys in my house. I forgot my keys in my house. I forgot my That's not phone in my house. I, I couldn't find my, my keys in my house. I forgot my keys in my house. <laughs> I was in my house. I had some keys and I forgot I ever even had keys. <laughs> <laughs> then I went out for some heel action, <laughs> swinging my heel about. Out here on the streets of London, your heel is your honour. If someone steps <laughs> on your heel, out come the dirty looks. Dirty looks. Dirty looks. It's little cocky lucky with some dirty looks. I said, if people employ dirty looks more often, this place would be a, a less violent place. What would? Well, what place? This studio? Not this studio. I'm talking right. about the world. You'll start more arguments by using dirty looks. Your not dirty look led to someone going doing their own dirty look and going, what? If you'd if have you just repressed yourself... Around, you would have had to have a fight with that man. Yeah, Trevor, and God knows where that would have ended. Master Sue would have, you know, come in handy, didn't Beach my yeah. skin! Well, unfortunately, he wasn't there. Do you, remember, do you remember that time when, uh, when you two nearly got up in a fight in Edinburgh? Yes, and Trevor, gone over that. And Trevor said, uh, Trevor leaned over to some girls and goes, uh, cos Trevor, <laughs> Trevor likes his own dancing. Now, he's got a good dancing style, let's not attack Trevor's jitterbug, but there was a bit where he leaned over to some girls and goes, earlier on you saw me dance. Ladies, you don't want to see me fight. You it's actually said that, that, didn't you, Trevor? You don't, you've seen me dancing, you don't want to see me fight. We don't want to see you fighting. The dancing was erratic and wild. You don't <laughs> want to be anywhere near me, you'll probably get elbowed. I'll be knocking over drinks, people will be copping one in the booby. You soppy sausage. So this is our last ever show on Six Music. This is live now. Yeah, the last hour will be pre-recorded. We're here now, and to prove that we're live, we know that Saddam Hussein's being put to death. We wouldn't have known that if it was yesterday, exactly. unless we were incredibly perspicacious. Incredibly perspicacious. You can see things really clearly, even stuff that ain't there, like a dirty look. Trevor, Trevor, so lucky. you never actually said why you've got inner rage in your depression. Oh, right, what's my inner rage about? I think it's to do with the old childhood. That. A bit, that keeps bubbling up. I feel a sense of sadness. I think that the, uh, pressures of becoming more famous are making me deeply unhappy, and I've never felt more alone and sad. But give us an example of a pressure of being more famous. Right, an example of a pressure of being more famous means... Now, I, I've all, like, I remember people used to go, yeah, but you won't be able to go down the street without people bothering you. And I'd go, good, I don't want to go down the street. You won't be able to go to the supermarket. Good, I don't want to go down the supermarket. And I do like all that sort of stuff. I like talking to people, meeting new people. Now, I think it's, ah, uh, what it is, is like, say, right, in the paper, when people don't listen to this show or watch any of the things on telly or come to the stand-up, but based on my haircut, decide to vent vitriolic rage and hate against me. Uh, well, just you just never read stuff like that. Well, I do it. And then I think, I do, I do refer to the Tupac Shakur mentality of F the haters. Yeah. F them, F them, you Don't hateful. even read them. Don't read them. Don't read, don't them. read the haters. Don't read the haters. Just people in general. Uh, mostly press, because that's what you're aware of, isn't it? Because like, yeah. mostly people are really, really lovely and things are going well, aren't they? We're becoming oh, successful, aren't we? We're getting our own show on Radio 2, we've got our own show on Channel 4, autobiography, DVD coming out, mostly it's a like, it's growth. It's kind of arrogance, <laughs> 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 puts people's backs that, up. That kind of arrogance, all topped off with a ridiculous haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it riles people, it provokes antipathy in the streets. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to do in the world is to hate somebody or something or, you know, that's why Trevor and I were discussing in the car, starting a brand new cult of love and brainwashing. So why don't we just That's like... That's help anyone. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think I might have added the brainwashing bit recently. Now, this new... We're always were going to start a cult. It was inevitable. We've not... We've worked out the ideology later. But the important thing is to get a P.O. box a number. Cult, it's not a cult. It's just a P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> Once we've got the P.O. box number, we can start generating... Badges. 
Badges. Yeah, what our cult's going to need is some badges. You don't have to be mad to be in this cult, but if you are, you will rise to the top of the hierarchy quite quickly. Either that or be killed. So, um, right, we're talking, like, well, it's the last show. Ask us whatever you want. This is, this is your last opportunity to get us to do anything. Let's reminisce about shows that you've enjoyed. Let's talk about some of the good times. Let's think about some of the things you'll miss. Trevor putting his little feet through ceilings. Matt's cultural review. Gone. Gone forever. I think culture will probably take a nosedive now. Well, I've just will, heard sure that the English National Opera are closing down. <laughs> what is the point, I said, in doing these bleeding operas? Now we know Matt Morgan won't be coming. Singles nights across the land will never be the same. Salman yeah. Rushdie is going, I don't bother writing no more. Scotland, now, Matt, Cornwall. All closed. <laughs> closing down. <laughs> no more Scotland. <laughs> so there seems to be very little point. Trevor's Sonic Enigma is no more. But well, no, actually, it's the that. last one of them. We've got the last Trevor Sonic Enigma. Matt's cultural views with pre-recorded that in the last hour. The last hour is pre-recorded and we did it yesterday and we were in a strange mood really so it might be a bit odd. No, it's good. I think is it's good, it? It's it? a good, good, good old mood. Good. It's hour. Huh? You're in a strange mood. You can't walk down the street anymore. Oh no, I can't. That's not a problem. It is. I think it's stuff in the papers. And I, I think maybe it's Trevor's full moon. And also, I was I was walking I along yesterday. <laughs> Trevor, put it away. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to see that, Trevor. Although it is alluring. Uh, that is less dignified than Saddam Hussein's mouth. You're quite right. Um, although I'd like to see the two of them combined. <laughs> that would be a lovely yeah, image. That's nice, a nice way for him to be smothered to death. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, you will be put to death by Trevor Locke's bottom. Yeah, yeah I mean now we're going to kill him. Why why not just, you know, think of nice ways to kill today? I mean, if we're going to, like, kill him, let's think of good ways to kill him. Uh, right, I think you should have to go to one of them kids' play pens where they have all them balls, like, where you can just romp around, leave your toddler in. Put a hand grenade in there. You put a hand grenade in there, he's got to romp around gleefully in a nappy <laughs> and a bonnet going, I'm damn insane, my behaviour was deplorable, particularly what I've done to the Kurds, until this eventually really he blows weird. up. But in <clears throat> Peru, in the 1980s, they Peru, had a massive... Bro. Peru, how unlike you to <laughs> drag Peru into a conversation about Saddam Hussein. They had a massive terrorism problem, yeah, with, with a left-wing organisation called Shining Path. Ah, when, the Shining when Path, they one of the best organisations. caught the guy that ran it, it, it uh, Guzman. <laughs> okay. Do you know what they did? They put him in stripy, old-fashioned comic um, convicts costume yeah. and put him in a pen like a child's pen mm. and did exactly what you've suggested. Made him romp about really? going They on. just made they put him in exactly. a, a joke costume yeah. and put him on display in front of the public to humiliate him and the, the organisation. Why didn't he just get him. out and walk off? Because it was, it was a I'm not pen. putting up with this. <laughs> I'm hungry. Keep Get your my rusks. <laughs> Look, these are very unflattering. Just put at least an inch on my hips. I'm leaving. Um, so yeah, send us right. One of the last times I'll say this. Text us on six four zero four six, whatever you want, or email us russell music at bbc.co.uk. We'll be particularly interested in hearing from long time listeners of the show. What about Pete the Bedroom Man? Russ? Pete the Bedroom Man. He where's he gone? For ages. Yeah, he's gone. I don't know what's happened to him. Luke, anyway, young we're not Luke. Put to death. We are just moving to Radio 2. Oh, no, yeah, good uh, point. Uh, Matt, I've got some terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> you and oh, Trev no. are being put to death. Oh. There's, there's a coal happening. Yeah. You can't I don't know about this, but I don't think it's right to kill Saddam Hussein. I don't think it is either. It's a bit 
It's barbaric. It's, it's, it's you know. Not to kill anyone for any reason. It's not right to kill people, is it? That's like, why. If you're making yeah. an emotional decision, oh no, these burglars have come in and killed my dog. I'm going to kill him now, not based on logic, but because I'm angry about the dog. Different. But once you've had a rational court procedure, right? We've done this rational court procedure. Judges, jury, and, and the only logical conclusion is that we take your life. We're going to kill you. <laughs> we've decided. We've thought about this. <laughs> we've been, let's kill you till you're right dead, dead as a door now, all nice, uptight, with no life and left in you. He'll die without being sorry. Maybe he won't, he'll just be all defiant. I've seen pictures of him today, and uh, he looks pretty furious <laughs> about what's going on. He really does. Let's listen to some music, send us texts, emails, about whatever you want. We'll just, let's just busk this, let's wing this. We're all in this together, aren't we? We're all human beings, alive at the same time. Yeah. All united by common needs and common love. So, you know, just get in touch with us, we'll have a right love. What should we have a listen to, Matthew? I think it might be Broken Social Scene. Why can't it all, all be Rebel the Smiths Rebel. all day? <laughs> Rebel Rebel. Yeah, let's have Rebel Well, let's have Rebel Rebel. Rebel. Oh, right, okay. And let's dedicate it to each other. Really? And everyone who's ever listened. Are we all rebels? In a way, we are rebels. Why else would I be doing this show with my trousers and pants around my ankles? Proud! <laughs> Proud I am! Catherine Cracknell's not doing the news today. It's a fella doing it. We're gonna make that fella, he has got to come out with such filth during the news. Cause, you know, one of the things we do in this radio show is we get the newscaster to drop a certain word in during the news. Not today, it should be unfair and barbaric execution of one of our fellow human beings. <laughs> Try and slip that in. Alright, so, uh, okay, let's have a Little listen to Rebel Rebel. Your face is a rough date. You're right, Trev. I'm all right, but I don't understand why you've accused me of doing those things. Because I can hear down my like, oh, you're not wearing cans, you don't hear it. It's one of the reasons people wear cans while doing radio, well, so that they could be some aware of that. Or my own microphone. Rather than try and be witty and clever, says Brenda, I'd just like to tell you, thanks very much for all the good times and the good tunes. You guys rock, she says. She's all the way from Texas, she's saying that. Sunday mornings won't be the same without you guys. I always listen at work. I'm coming to see you at Salisbury next month from my good friend, Robin Messer. Why, what's he up to? I hope you're funny. Uh, we're just sitting near the front and there could be bloodshed, says Martin Treasure. Blimey, nice. That sounds like a threat. It does sound like a threat from old Martin Treasure, but he is a long-term friend of the show and has got a brilliant name, I've always thought. Martin Martin Treasure. Martin Treasure, that's what he is called. The best programme was when old Russ told about that drama school night in Chalk Farm where he, all that vodka, broken glass, drugs, Octavia, duvets, sighting, says Dave Willis. Yeah, that was from the, uh, the bleak, grim days of Markello youth. Right, so yeah, well, this is the last show then. What have we got coming up? Uh, Knowles in New York, won't ring him. What about that review from Bruce DeSalle? He goes, oh, you know, oh, that m call from Noel Gallagher never materialised. Bruce DeSalle, comedy critic, who's nice and a good critic, um, reviewed our show and goes, oh, that we were talking about Noel Gallagher was going to call up. Week or so ago, about a week ago, and he goes, oh, but the t call from Noel Gallagher never materialised, as if we'd failed on some uh, production pledge. But it's just we forgot to ring Noel Gallagher. We ring him every week, didn't we? Bruce Dessau is a needless stickler. <laughs> is he a needless stickler? I, well, I believe he's he's just outed himself as a needless stickler. You, worrying about a phone call. It wasn't Bruce. really a promise. Pedantic little. Worry. It's a little red herring. It was a red herring, Bruce. You needless stickler. I think you should get Trevor to tell that dramatic, dusty cash machine fight story again. Yeah, that was a, a f that's Alice in Edinburgh. Trevor. We can never reprise that, can we? Can we can never, I suppose. Well, we need Noel here. Noel was here, really, for that, wasn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. He was yeah. vital. They did prompt the singing of Summer Muggin. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to listen to these shows back again, won't we? And well, I suppose we've got to move forward. Listen to Cooper. Don't leave Six Music. Ah, a woman on a bus stood on my foot, apologised, but didn't move her foot off mine. So I stood there trying what? to pull my foot out from under hers and got a dirty look. Sam, well, here's right. Here's well, an I embarrassing thing that happened Sam. to me once. Right, I was in it. What's your Cooper? Trevor, turn off your phone. It's my own Cooper. You can't have a Cooper, Trevor. What's it I've called? I've got a mini Cooper. Oh, you silly boy. <laughs> you silly, ridiculous boy. Here's my story, right? I went, uh, right, I had to go somewhere and I was in a rush. I was in a cab, all sulky and moody, in a rush, right? That's sound like Russell. <laughs> <I'm> sulky and moody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sulky and moody it was. I was in a rush. Maybe you're on the phone to Russell, you think he's at home or something, and then he goes, Left here, mate. Left here. Go left here. <laughs> oh, I told you to go left here. <laughs> always and a cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice cab drivers, I get on with them mostly, but... Until they don't turn left when he wants. <laughs> That's when the problems start! Go left, go left, just like we say, politically wise, you know. So I was in this cab, I goes, I need to stop at a cash point on the way, but just go to one on the way, don't detour to go a cash point ain't on the way, right, and then he detoured. Right, to go to a cash point that wasn't the way. I go, ask you not to be to her, ask you not to detour. Right? So then, right, when he pulled over at the cash point, I had to make a point of how much this detour had cost us in terms of time. I sort of got out while the cab was still moving a bit. Right? And as that I got out, him. I thought, right, this will show this fella how much of a rush. Snap my foot. <laughs> right? So I put, as I put my foot down onto the ground, the cab rolled onto my foot oh. and then stopped <laughs> while it was on my foot. So the cab was on my foot and I'd already had a bad relationship. Going with this cab driver, I've been shouting, so I was no, in no position to ask for compassion and empathy. <laughs> so I had to go, <laughs> and also I didn't want to compromise my pride, right? And there was a big queue of people at the cash point, uh, and I was at, like, I had a cab on my foot, and I was going, that cab is on my foot! <laughs> that cab is on my foot! And then he sort of, instead of, he sort of reversed back, so that it rolled back the other way across my like, foot, did, yeah. in both ways. And I went, ah, and I go, but I can't go to this cash point now! All the people would turn to look at me shouting, and it's really <laughs> in, undignified and humiliating. Take me to another cash point! Take me to another cash point! And then like, we had to just sit there all in silence and I really was humiliated by it. it was you should have just gone to that cash point. Well, hobbled there with a good, just had the cab yeah, on me foot. Yeah, because you could have walked and to that queue of people. Flops. They'd have let That's you go stupid. to the front, wouldn't they? And I'd have said, he just ran over my foot and they'd go, oh, you're all right. No, I think they would have sided with him, because I was being obnoxious. Well, yeah. I bet there's more to that story. There's a lesson for us all there. Did you punch the cab? Did you do anything? No, like... I didn't do anything like that. I was only shouting. I mean, I did say, go to a cash point, you know, like that's on the route. That's very painful to have a car on your foot. It is! I'll tell you that. It's painful and embarrassing. It's always bad when something really hurts, but there's an undertone of humiliation yeah. to that yeah, thing. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of schadenfreude. I, I've said before, one of the things of which I'm most proud is if someone ever trips or bangs their head or something, I'd never laugh. No, I always go, are you alright? Ooh, you are alright. Yeah, that's my reaction. Yeah. And people that do laugh, I hate them. Yeah. I sort of think, God, you horrible person, why are you laughing? That means that they were secretly wanting me to be hurt but all the time. The, the programme I laugh most out loud at on telly is You've Been Framed. Do you really? It makes me laugh. Yeah, it that. is. Is it yeah. now Harry Hill doing it? Yeah, he's brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, that would be good. But it's funny when things fall over and stuff. I suppose it's funny when things fall over. More <laughs> <laughs> well, like the it's Roman Empire. <laughs> oh, there it goes, it's a thing. It was stood up and now it's fallen. Not 9-11, though. What? Oh, Matthew? 
Brilliant. I'm saying not that. Well, Brilliant. why bring it up? Because the way you moved around reminded me of it. Not some, just irrelevant if you just, yeah. Anyway, we've got some news, really. Well, now, night time for a bit of the old newsy poozy. Right, right, what are you going to get into it? So let's find out about Saddam Hussein and see if. Oh, get Schadenfreude into the news. Now, oh. come on, old newsy. Well, I know you're not Kathleen Cracknell. We'll know your name in a minute. Do, also, do the voice, do the news in a camp voice. Go, oh, hello, here's the news. <laughs> it's been a terrible massacre. <laughs> do it like that. Do the old news in that voice. And then to see if you can say goodbye to us, because it's our last show. Go on, do loads of things, and discover me a country, and give me a cuddle, and nip the underwear off me washing line, you big brute. Here is the news. Uh, I, and it's the 5th of November, Guy Fawkes night. Remember, remember. I like Guy Fawkes, what have we got to burn him for? He's alright. Do you know, it's, uh, not all right. it's anti-Catholic. It is anti-Catholic, he was just trying to blow it out of the parliament. Just trying to. He's got a belief system, yeah, mate. because they were oppressing his people. <laughs> they well, were oppressing him and he wasn't even the main one out of the gang, he was just doing that, he must have been low down in the gang so he got caught. The others must have been higher up. They if you were caught, didn't they? If he was the leader of the gang, you wouldn't be he right was under the leader. The, he was definitely the leader. Yeah. He was the leader of the gang. That's why they wrote the song. But, um... What, the song leader of the pack? Yes. was about Guy Fawkes. No, yes. I met him at the candy store. Yes, we see. That's why I fell for the leaders of the pack. Yes. <laughs> they had to disguise it in those lyrics, otherwise the song would have been banned. It would have been banned, wouldn't it? Supporting yeah. guy, old Guy Fawkes. I liked him, and I've always you felt... I like him, Ross. I do like him, mate. I'm up for people that... You only know his parliament. name and what he did. He would have killed lots of people. And he had a high hat. Only politicians, Trev. And what's wrong with politicians? Lying. Oppressing well us. Wasn't he just trying to blow the building up? Yeah, just the building. It was only it was an architectural problem that he had. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly, it was about aesthetics. Old guy Fawkes, he liked a different style of people, didn't Rubbish, isn't it? Big, big, uh... Would, would we have lost Big Ben? Big Ben wasn't built I believe then. it would have done. It was before, it was the old Houses of Parliament. Would we have lost Gentle Ben? Which yeah. was one of the best damn series we ever had. What you weren't that gentle anyway. Ben! 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 No one will remember that. I used to really gentle like Gentle Ben was a lovely bear. The Everglades. Yeah, they used to go on them boat things. Gentle Ben was a programme on when we were kids. It was about this lad with blue eyes. It was actually, it turns out, Ron Howard's little brother. Ron Howard, director of really? uh, that Apollo 13 and all them things. Ron Howard, out of Happy Days. His Mr. little Ron brother. Howard. Mr. Boomhauer had wellies that came right up to his waist. Mr. Boomhauer. Waders, they're Waders. Yeah. <laughs> right, it, yeah. They were nice in that Everglade. Gentle well, Ben. tune as well. Do you remember the theme tune? No. Gentle Ben. That's the Smurfs. That's the Smurfs. No, yeah. Da they didn't ever get anything done. They didn't live in the woods, they lived in mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, but where were they mushrooms, mate? Gargamel in the woods. And Azrael, his cat. I don't blame Gargamel and Azrael for their antipathy Azrael? and anger. He used to say that. Azrael means devil. Yeah, and Gargamel means street prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> what does Smurf mean? <laughs> Winky. Man, touch me. It's, it's a synonym for perineum. He's Smurf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same little guys. I loved those little guys, really. There's the only one girl, though. Well, yeah, and she came as a trick initially. Gargamel built her to unsettle the rest of the Smurfs. It is true. That was what, the initial introduction of her. As a Smurf. They right. goes, this girl, she really works with the other Smurfs. Brainy Smurf loves her. Papa Smurf loves her. How can we take her away now? Leave her in. Leave Smurf in. Really? Well, so she was a joke thing. She was put in as an e as a disruptive influence, but eventually she was absorbed into the culture of she the Smurfs. She must have been a very tired woman. She was very exhausted, but it is an interesting lesson about assimilation that we can all learn from there, that even Smurfettes could be accepted by the Smurfs. 
and at first it looked very difficult for that young lady. Right. She showed a lot of pluck and a lot of spunk and very a lot of spirit. Sad, Ahmed. Watch the Smurfs. If only you? Saddam Hussein had watched the Smurfs, then he too would have learned the vital lessons therein. Dear old Saddam Hussein, off he goes to death. Oh, not He'll probably be waiting for, to die for a long time. Won't he? Yeah, it'll take ages no, to administer it. Yeah. before what? Christmas. <laughs> Trevor! Well, they want to avoid the Christmas rush, don't they? <laughs> Come on, we've got a lot of killings to do. Let's get Saddam out. If they, if they leave it, Only it'll 24 chaos. The killing days before Christmas. Poor old Saddam Hussein getting all killed and that. I know he's done loads of terrible things, and, but it don't help, does it? Don't help to kill old Saddam Hussein. Killing is not the answer to It kill. can't be the answer to kill him. I don't see how it helps. It's going to cause more problems. Tooth for tooth till the whole world is blind and. Toothless. Toothless and dribbling. What an awful planet that'd be. Although there are sexy side effects. Gutted that the show is going. It's the best thing on radio in the last ten years. That's from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's from Paul Gallagher. Oh, is it Paul Gallagher, Liam and Noel's brother? Of course uh, it is. Regardless of whether it is or not. Hello, mate. How There's are you? There's no one else called that in this country. How could there be? It just doesn't make sense. Trevor, turn your phone off. Someone's got my Thanks number. Thanks for then. making Sunday morning so. Someone's got my number. What would the, the things he comes out with? That's if you the analyze, point of having a phone. That's what tre phones are for. Trevor. No, but someone I don't know just says, it's a fan. Well, turn off your phone and stop being so very, That's, very silly. If they're a true fan, they wouldn't bother you like that. Exactly. Comrades, after hearing about Asda's scandalous use of Boobaloo in last week's show, imagine my horror when I was out shopping at my own Asda, other supermarkets are available, says this person, when I saw a leaflet for Home Assurance clearly showing a picture of a boot coming through a roof. <gasps> I put it to you that Trevor Locke is a corporate spy feeding ideas to Asda's corporate machine. Scandalous. Look out for their Cooper line, their Bumbalo shorts, and that's from Carl in Leeds. Coming to see you and Trev tonight. Oh yeah, we're doing a gig in Leeds tonight. A really nice theatre, the Leeds, Leeds Variety Theatre. It'll be nice there, won't we it? Spent some time in Leeds once. Didn't went we? there, went to see the old racists from the young BMP. Maybe so they'll come tonight. You're in the BMP, and you're in the area tonight. Pop along, Russell's gig. Why not come and kill us in cold blood <laughs> for being slightly different? Um, yeah, that, we had a strange time in Leeds, didn't we? Up there with them revolving racists. Revolving dance floor. Up on that revolving dance floor in that nightclub called the Club Tropicana or something. Even that was in Leeds. And it Is was this when chilling. you worked as go-go dance? Yes, Me and Matt were go-go dancers. Cool. We went, went, in the end it was too much. I was much. working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Uh -huh. He met me. <laughs> Very ungratefully was too. I was sort of stuffing notes down the front of his pants for an half hour before I realised he didn't work there. Dear lovely Russell, Trev and Matt, thanks for making Sunday so brilliant. We'll miss you. But if, as Derrida says, meaning is endlessly deferred and there's always a trace of the other in the self-same, then I'm bringing the trace of the sixth music show and it will already be active in the new show, bringing boots through ceilings, poos in bags, sex with hoovers and the hallowed ears of Radio 2 listeners. Oh my word, wow, to the hallowed ears. Maybe you'll even manage to subvert the news there. Love who from Eccentrica. Thanks Eccentrica, and thanks for bringing up Jacques Derrida, and thanks for bringing it like, and look, look at the things we talk about. Poos in bags, sex with hoovers, boots through ceilings. What idiots we've become. Yes, but Asda obviously based their marketing campaign on everything we say. Yeah. Baloo and so we boots through ceilings. Looked yeah. forward to poo in the bag shortly on the shelves. Poo in the bag. Just microwave this poo. <laughs> in the matter of moments you can have steaming hot whoopsie ruining your <laughs> life. It actually be a fashion item by George or Asda. Poo in a bag. Right. bag. It's like right. a hat. Yeah. Yeah, okay, like a bum bag or something, I don't know. You've got me so much. No, you've got me through so much. <laughs> <laughs> said Nia. We've not got her anything. Uh, we've got her through with these hangovers and that, and she thanks us, and uh, thanks for the podcast. Oh yeah, them podcasts mm -hmm. we used to do. Hangover radio. 
Is this hangover radio? Well, mm. you're normally hangover when you do it. Well, uh, bright as a button. You are. You've done well today. Well done. We shouldn't be congratulating you for not drinking. Don't say that. <laughs> will people still be able to come and visit the studio when you're in Radio 2? That's from L. Matthews. There will yes, be. but there'll be other people in here. More stringent. More stringent policies. So I'm sure the security's higher there. There will be a strictly endorsed and some would say sexist policy at work. <laughs> we only want big strapping lads, kind of big healthy buff fellas with overly developed nipples <laughs> coming in, brushing up against us, pinching us dead hard all the way through We've stuff. got to go right there too, talking about that. After mm. you said you fancy Terry Wogan. Oh. I'm not bothered. Being stuck in a lift with him. Let him know. Let him care. I don't care. These feelings are bigger than both Terry and I. I reckon he'll get you in the lift. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, oh, yeah. Twist it all up. Oh, don't you see your fancy <laughs> me? <laughs> fancy me, do you? Well, take that! <laughs> oh, Terry! You'll make it worse! And he'll just come out, he'll just fix his tie and stride off and you'll and be, on be the floor. I'll be quivering in the corner of a lift with a nosebleed. <laughs> Oh, Terry. Oh, Terry. You're good on Eurovision. <laughs> I like the wry remarks. The wry ones particularly. As the lift door closes. Yeah, that'd be good, working with Chris Evans, Jonathan Ross, Dermot, Jeremy Vine, all these giants of radio. Old Viney Poos. They, they listen to this podcast, and when I'd done that thing for the BBC, some BBC conference that me and Chris Evans done, where we was interviewed by Jeremy Vine in front of an audience. Breathe. <gasps> Right, old Viney revealed that he listened to these podcasts and he like picked out bits that made us like saying on this podcast alone they were saying things like, uh, Majesty the Queen, would you do it with the Queen? It sounded like we, we were yobos. It really no, I did. I don't think we are yobos. We're not actually, we're very bright. Now let's impress people with our superficial knowledge of philosophy. <clears throat> <laughs> Nietzsche, eh, lads? Blimey. When he said God is dead, that certainly put the mockers on religion, didn't it? Trev, discuss. Superman. 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 Now, Superman. why it's did Kryptonite have such a negative effect <laughs> on him? I reckon it's because of an allergy of some kind. <laughs> an analogy? An analogy, yeah. yeah that analogy right. being Jesus. Superman is Jesus, isn't he? Yeah. Rusty. Yeah? Would you like to listen to a bit of rapping you did a few years ago? Yes! <laughs> Hold on, that bit where you said yes wasn't me. Now, when we used to, let me set it up, Matthew. Right, so we used to do this television show. Now, let, bear in mind that when I've done these television shows, I was what can only be described as a bit addicted to the old drugs. And even more of an idiot than he is now. <laughs> is that difficult to imagine? Um, so, like, I was really daft on that. I wasn't very good at making decisions. I was an egomaniac. Live with your mistakes. I do live with them. You're the worst one I've ever made and you're still here. <laughs> now, I so, live with you. so what you've got to bear in mind when you listen to this is I didn't know what I was doing and I was on drugs. Even if I hadn't been on drugs, I'd have been silly. I was well, young. there's some weird stuff on here. There's, well, apparently, me and Russell, I don't even remember this, yeah. tried to create... <laughs> <laughs> we said An antidote to Father Christmas. We said Father Christmas has got too much of a hold on Christmas. Let's invent a new person called Captain Xmas, and he can be a rival to Father Christmas. And we see if we get people into that. Which also, I, as if we could challenge the concept and, and of also Father on Christmas. The CD, there's the, a, a jingle for Hong Kong kicky boots. Which, we see, we, yeah, we, we, we toys we were going to invent where you put on shoes and they make you good at and, kung and, fu. And children who put them on think they're good at kung fu. We said this will challenge the whole concept of martial arts. This will be announced the next. Week again. Right, so what are we listening to first, Matt? The oh, theme tune, and also you rapping and on some sort of theme tune for a program. Right, that he right. wanted to be called 
Iwatertiquity. I said, let's call the program Iwat. They goes, what do you want to call this program we're putting on the actual telly? I goes, we'll call it Iwatertiquity. It became rebranded. That is an, an, an acronym for, it was at this time I realised the thing I had created was truly evil. Iwatertiquity. And I kept saying to him, That's Russell, people won't be able to pronounce it. That. People can't say it. And he goes, good. It'll look funny in the TV time. You're good. When you see it in the TV time, it's going to look boring and it all considered. Right. No, call it Iwatertiquity. So there's the theme to it. What are we listening to first? Oh, yeah. Uh, we are listening to the theme tune. Right, this we is- won't, we me, won't Is it me singing? Because I've not heard this for, like, this could cause me a relapse, you realise. It won't. Really? Yes. Right, yeah, come on. Right, so, Adam, you pop out and score us a couple of bags, just in case this is really bad. Right, that's head drug things. Right, oh, bad drugs. Ready? Don't take drugs. From the top, we knew we would be hated. Watch it grow, the monster they created. Fools can see in the corner cowering. Can't control, the beast is devouring. Was at this time I realized the thing I had created was truly evil. True, 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 evil. From the top, we knew we would be hated. What a grow, the monster they created. Fools can see in the corner cowering. Can't control the beast that is devouring. Slim Shady was the first person to bring hip hop to the a white audience. Think again. Was that, that, was, that would have challenged Richard Blackwood. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Dear, there I was, singing my little heart out. Well, that, if that came on at the beginning of a television programme, you'd just put something else on, wouldn't you? It almost like instantly. It, did you like it, Trev? From right. I mean, the top, right. I knew it would be hated. There I went. What other songs are there on there? Should we have another listen to Right, so that's the theme. That would have been the theme tune. Come on, let's remake. Let's go back to the rushes. We'll recut this show. It's we'll put it out. Right, ready? <laughs> Yeah, what's this one? What's this? Uh, is this thing? This is Hong the, Kong Kiki Boots or Christmas? Claus. Well, this is a challenge to the idea. We thought let's overthrow the idea of Christmas, but it's not that mad because Coca-Cola subverted it by making Santa Claus dressing red, exactly. dressing red. The Christians did it by turning a pagan festival into a Christian one. So why can't we exactly. overthrow Father yeah. Christmas and replace him with Captain Xmas? Uh, let's have a listen. Who better, Saddam Hussein? Who better, Saddam? Ready? Me singing oh, that there. Rubbish. Right, I, I, I weren't singing that, I don't think. I can't remember it anyway. Mind you, I was taking a lot of heroin. It does things to your memory. That wasn't you singing. I don't think so. Yeah, so Hong Kong Kiki Boots, this is where we invented a new martial art, even before the concept of pinch my skin had been invented. These would sell, actually. They're little yellow boots. They're still doing well. The they're like made wear. out of duster material. Yeah, they were little yellow boots you put on over your shoes. They're made out of duster and material. You, you put them on over your shoes. You tell children they're called Hong Kong Kiki Boots. Fantastic. This they is, would hurt themselves. They'd fall over and hurt themselves. No, you, put, you go, oh, if you put these on, you no. can do 
karate, and then they put them on, and they go, hi oh, yeah, Hong Kong kicky boots. Hong Kong kicky boots! Nothing there. Then it's good to throw If anyone out there can make toys, then let us know. Do you mean anyone out there can make toys? Who are you appealing to? Elves? No, Geppetto's too worried about his little wooden son. Right, do you want to Come in the end, let's have a Hong Kong kicky boots. When you feel the anger rising, there ain't no substitute. So get yourself a pair of Hong Kong kicky boots. Hong Kong kicky, Hong Kong kicky, Hong Kong kicky boots. Hong Kong kicky, Hong Kong kicky, Hong Kong kicky boots. Wouldn't want a pair of Hong Kong kicky boots after that inviting and sexy little I jingle. Say, I wasn't. I was. There for the initial ideas, but the music parts, I don't know where I was. I weren't there in that studio when that happened. Well, who who did on. the music then? Uh, I handed it over to this lad called David. <laughs> <laughs> well, David's done yeah. very well. David done well there. I was singing on that Iwata Tikwati, that was me doing what I can only describe as some brilliant rapping. So hold on, you didn't do the singing on those and you didn't do the music. I've done the concept. Yeah, the concept. It's like that Saddam on trial. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? God is great. Leave me alone. I'll try my hardest. It's a bloody difficult country to run. You try running a country. See how you feel, it's divided already, I've got pressure from the west, I've got oil reserves to run, it's very, very difficult, it's challenging. I've got to incorporate Islamic ideology into corporate ideology, I don't know, who's going to clean your room, I'll put your stuff in bin bags. Hong Kong kicky boots. Hong Kong kicky, Hong Kong kicky boots. Imagine the, the uh, allied forces had found a huge warehouse full of Hong Kong kicky boots. Oh no, they'd have traced it back up. We did find some weapons of massive destruction, they're booties made out of Busters. Damn you, we were so close. We could have destroyed you all. We could have Hong Kong kicked you right to death all nice. Right then, so, okay, we've got to do a Trevor Sonic Enigma in a minute. Let's listen to a record, a proper, <laughs> another little thing I've written. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked this up in the lavvy. Um, yeah. The Easter Bun is rubbish. Well, <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this guy. It's called the Rebirth Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Rebirth Sparrow. I've laid an egg, it's shaped like a meadow. Think of the idea of rebirth, generally in a associated with a new religion by Christ. If you liked Pan, you'll love Jesus, our new religion. Okay, so let's um, have a listen. What are we going to listen to, Matthew? Uh, oh, we're going to listen surely. to you with the same attitude as for a herd, no, sighing into a microphone. Kasabian. Oh, oh, good. All right, don't attack them. They're brilliant. Oh, I was attacking them. I, was, I, was, you know. I love Sergio and Tom. Lovely Sergio's lads. Sergio's got laryngitis. He weren't, we weren't able to do our gig at Coco the other day because he was all unwell and that. He was there though, wasn't he? Yeah, he came along and couldn't speak and that. I liked him. He's a lovely lad. They're brilliant, Kasabian. What, what, what are we listening to? Shoot the runner. Shoot the oh yeah, oh blood, oh yeah, let's have a listen, all crikey, yeah. I might, uh, perhaps I should, let's contact some of our friends in the music industry and see if they, they'll put out some of our music for I us. I think we, we've lost all their respect. Now. How could, what, we've Hong Kong kicky boots? If that don't soar to the top of the charts, I don't know what- I, I think that one may be an album track. It's an You're album like track, You're like who, me? Yeah, you just admitted that you didn't sing on it, you didn't do the oh, music, listen, and now you're bring it out. You are mini <laughs> That's because he went, oh, I need a song for Hong Kong Kiki Boots, and then he went, I've got to go now. He's a taxi <laughs> driver over his foot. <laughs> vanilla pants. Listen, stop attacking me. I try my hardest to be nice to everybody. I do. I'm well, a nice fella from out in Essex. My hovering over this button. It started to ache. Go on in, do the Kasabian. BAM! I'll be with Matt Morgan and Cockadee Trevor Lockady on Six Music. This could be the last time, maybe the last time. I don't know. I do know it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah.
right oh then so god blimey trev peru eh boots through oh, ceilings god, oh yes. matt morgan eh lazing about doing nothing nothing in particular when so why do you all sound lazy i don't know it's just an easy way of typifying you i used to be lazy but i'm all right now i used to be a parent but i'm all right now should we listen to uh do you want to let's do trev sonic enigma this is Trevor sonic enigma what, could you explain to the first time listener uh, of the show, what the Sonic Enigma is, Trevor. If you're a first-time listener, where the blinking aid have you been? What What's this wrong? is? What? That's not wrong. Well, someone's what? been in prison. Hmm? Oh yeah. Yeah. What have they been in? Nick? Congratulations! Congratulations on your freedom. Welcome back into the society's real world. crumbled since you've been inside. Oh, and that suit you. looks we awful. We have missed you. We shouldn't really drag out this introduction because I've just seen the, the length. How long's the length for the jingle? Fifty-three. Seconds. Oh, Trevor, we'll, we'll cut it off after twenty. That that is my producer who's done that. Um, Don't blame the pe good people of Six Music. Ronnie Corbett, <laughs> the producer, yeah, the said to me, to me, Trevor. He said, Trevor, we can't do this justice in anything less than a minute. It was ridiculous I to blame them. Well, I've just gone in there. I've recorded a sentimental. I just went in there, man. I've recorded I just a, a sentimental I little jingle. I remember. I goes to Jez. Jez was on drums. I go, Jez, just go with it, man. Just go with what you feel. Trevor, we're not talking about the White Album. It's your jingle, anyway, which is almost certainly rubbish. Um, yeah, and then we're launching a new movement based on the simple idea of love one another. It's a new movement. We're going to take over the planet with Starting it. Starting with me, feathers, We used please. to be into Satanism. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work, though. I used to get us all nicked. Come on, let's, let's listen to this thing. Yes. Yes, already too what would the price be? Did you get it right? You won't be able to come into the studio yet. Oh. Stay at home last summer can make my last summer can make mom's brand show. Trev, you should go to the winner's house. Should you not? Yeah, you go to the winner's house, Trev, and do their garden. What if they don't have a garden? We, we on their doorstep. This is the 12-inch remix. Kill it here. Does it just go on and on? Yeah, that's enough of Boring. Well, right, it is the last Sonic Enigma. Next week, Russell Howard will be here. Now, young Russell Howard is a very good comic, and I reckon his radio show will be brilliant, so uh, support He's him and listen to the show. He's a lovely lad and all. Treat in store next Sunday. Oh, oh, it'll be professional. But turn that phone off, Lock! Um, so, all right, so that's the jingle for the Sonic Enigma. Trevor. That ain't even the quiz. Oh, my God, Jesus. What's wrong oh, with you? God. Oh, he's oh, got no. his stomach out. All these buttons are undone. We can see his abdomen. And uh, it was, it's clear from looking at him that he's aroused. <laughs> now, let's listen to the Sonic Enigma oh, itself now. Big breakfast. Dirty devil, where did you put it? In your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is now, he's parked his car, he's got out, he's locked it, he's now walking to the gate, he's opened the gate, he's down the garden park now, and he's gone down the side entrance as he's rang the bell, and yes, there's somebody at home, with clearly a housewife, she's opened the door, and there he is, he's engaging her in light dance already. Oh look, the suitcase is open, and there he are, he's showing his wares, and already she seems to be interested in a mop, a Ooh, squeegee, a oh and thing. look, there's a gadget, he's pulled out a, a gadget there for her, that's gonna make her life a lot, oh she bought it, already, 30 <laughs> seconds of the and the money thing what an extraordinary man Mr. Wilson really is. What are you on about? That's good. Thanks very much, Matt. How is it Thanks. good? Because it painted a, a perfect visual picture. I could see that in my head. Yeah. I thought it was awful. I think it was too long. Who is this Mr. Wilson? That is the enigma that you will have to solve. But why the is next there all that minutes, repressed sexual energy? Where did you get that from? Oh, he's pulled out his gadget. Oh, blimey, look at that gadget. Well, you've got to have a twisted little mental activity to get a gadget into a naughty <laughs> situation. No, you ain't, Trev. It's <laughs> <laughs> really easily done. All right, then, so uh, that's Trev Sonic Enigma. If you know the answer, it's 64046. You can text us that over the next hour, because from 12, the show will be pre-recorded. Good, though. Good bit.
yeah, pre-record. Uh, and you can email us at russell.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk. So what have we got to do? What have we got coming up? All sorts of stuff, I expect. What I like, though? Uh, Trevor is, I don't know, you know, probably someone will cut themselves or something. We'll do something lively. I'll, I'll probably paper cut my finger. Oh, I have paper cut myself, actually, during this. hero. Oh, really? Yeah. God. Right, we've got a lot of people in the studio. We'll let them come in in a minute. That'll be nice for a the last hour. Yeah, in fact, oh God, this is the last hour of live radio that we'll be doing on Six Music then. But we'll be on radio too. It'll be the same sort of thing. Just with incredible weight of responsibility <laughs> <laughs> of millions of listeners. But that'll be all right. We'll soon learn to adapt, won't we? Right, what are we going to listen to now then? We're going to listen to That's Entertainment by the Jazz. Oh, Ooh, that is entertainment. Was Paul Weller turned I'll up at our gig. I know you do. Isn't you always say it. story to this. Hi, right, I'll do it. When I was in, alright, this is Matt. When I was in Australia, I was all really depressed. I listened to that entertainment, it made me feel happy. I fell out of the boat, then I was alone. In Australia, fruit, it really, really nice. Right, that's the backstory of everything Matt's ever done. When I released my memoirs, I think you should call your memoirs, Where's Matt? Right? Cause I why? Because that's what I'm always saying. My memoirs won't focus on you. They better, mate. What else are you going <laughs> to go think, about? Look at that, how solipsistic you are. There's nothing wrong with solipsism, I don't think, and who else is there to ask? I think you should call your memoirs, <laughs> I'm Russell's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what he's done lately. Alright then, let's listen to that entertainment. I don't think we're ready to. We haven't done enough of a link, have we? <laughs> God, we've done enough of a link. Well, what, do you, what you've got burning desire to express? I just want to say I like the lyrics of this song. You said it! Every week since you've been born! when I was overseas. <laughs> <laughs> because they're so British. <laughs> great solace, they've got me. one of the great lyricists, I think, Paul Weller. He's, he's he is, under, yeah. I mean, he's underrated as a lyricist, surely. He's Watching the news and not eating your tea. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> not eating your Brilliant. tea. Eat your Thinking tea. Thinking about your holidays. Uh, he turned up there, didn't it, Coco? He'd done a couple of numbers. What'd he do? Thick as thieves. Nice to be a Paul Weller. I like him. He's nice, isn't he? I like the way- He's a poet. He's absolutely amazing. Also, as a man, he's completely masculine, but there's a sort of a sentimentality that he struggles to deal with. That's probably why you like him, Max. You're unable to deal with your own <laughs> crippling sensitivity. There's a bit where he, like, whenever he gives you an issue, or, like, when he, when he, like, uh, <laughs> I'm not sensitive, he's sulked. <laughs> but there's a bit when he sort of, like, when he, he sort of goes, all right, Russell, and kisses me, goes, <clears throat> and just kisses you really hard on the side of the face, like it hurts. Like, and Liam buckers. Gallagher was making friends. And I thought he was. I thought going to would... kick my head in. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it was like he was actually being really, really yeah. nice. We talk about that in the last pre-recorded hour. No, right. Okay. Nice. So let's link it. Brilliant. Anyway, we can't. Everyone's nice. Everyone's nice, and everybody's lovely, especially Adam and Shane. Putting him to death for very little reason what seems little to me reason? insane. So you're always wandering in this territory. Where what you're ill? Equipped. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know that he done wrong in that. I know that. Why are you doing Forgive. that? Like a little girl in a school play. I know! I know! Today I've got my hands right up high, not on my hips, right up in my armpits my hands are, to express how much I believe in what I'm about to say, and that is this. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, Saddam Hussein, you're putting the pulse off to death again. I don't think you should, and all them, all of everyone in Ad Saddam Hussein's army, I nearly called it Adam Hussein. This Ad <laughs> hey, what's going on with this Adam Hussein guy? I keep hearing about him. Everybody's he talking to <laughs> Hey, Adam Hussein's new single's good. Hello, Akbar, please don't kill me, I know. 
done nothing wrong. <laughs> I think uh, it's been out of order, Kill yeah, Saddam Hussein. I think his punishment should be for him to play the role of your anti-father Christmas. Anti-father Christmas? It's new. mouth open with a torch in his mouth. You've got lovely gnashes. Thank you very much. Right, I could tell a very dry mouth. I don't like them cigarette butt things they put in your mouth either. And I don't like that wooden depressor thing they put on your tongue. Who's this? That's Pinocchio in a bad mood. US horses. That's always getting quizzed in Guantanamo Bay. Spend more than an hour in my bunker. Oh, you guys! Oh, now I'm being weed on again. Blimey, sex pyramid. This bloody sex pyramid scheme I've got myself involved with. The trickle down effect is awful. But hey, everyone's a winner. So, okay, why don't we? What we gonna listen to? Public executions. That's entertainment. Public executions. I don't know. It's a bit barbaric, really. Right. So let's listen. Should we listen to Paul Weller and these pals from the Jam? Yeah. Probably when I was about 12 when I was doing this. That's it. Probably about 19, so 20. Young, isn't it? I don't know. You'd, if you'd give him a cuddle at a bus stop, you'd feel guilty. Some of the sex pistols were 17 when they were big. Oh. Terrible. Poor sods. That's Poor amazing. old Sid. Oh, well, there's the pressures of fame for you. That's what we all demand. Off we go then. <laughs> Everyone's joining us in here now. The winner of the last Sonic Enigmas coming here. Mano, you're called, aren't you, mate? Right. Hello, Mano. Right, so yeah, you're all, uh, lots of people are in here. Uh, sit down on the floor, otherwise you won't feel relaxed. Or no, I won't as well, because you'll be hovering behind me, making me feel nervous. So yeah, this is our, Trevor, you keep going on about, about asking us to do last day stories. What last day story have you got that you think is worthy of saying? Well, I was again, it relates to uh, my <laughs> Peru. Peru. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, no, no one's surprised by that. Go on, well, so this is our last day at the Six Music, and I remember my last day at um, Peru. At Peru. Uh, Peru. <laughs> I've <laughs> gone to Peru. They threw a lovely party for me. The Peruvians. The threw Peruvian. a lovely do. No, they didn't. Obviously, they didn't even know I was there. Barely. But what? Uh, what Peru. Barely. Paddington. That's what I'm thinking. Hello. <laughs> Hello. No, I had an extraordinary experience, so I just uh, made a uh, fake uh, army. Uh, was it you done a load of mescaline in the woods? Something like that. <laughs> it was. He done a load of. I made a mess in the woods, and hey, oh, I didn't it. clear it up, so I had to leave. You no, I did uh, ayahuasca in the jungle. I did. Uh, is that a new dance <laughs> like the jitterbug? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the ayahuasca. <laughs> Everybody's doing it now. Yeah, it's a hallucinogenic drug. Sort of. Yeah. It's it, they call it the vine of death. <laughs> if someone I goes to me, do you want to take a drug? Oh, yes, please. That sounds fun. I like drugs. It's called the vine of death. Oh, no, thanks. I'll have some tea and watch the telly. Vine, you say? That doesn't sound very healthy. Vine? Oh, that's going to be very thick to chew. And what's that last bit? Of death. The, what, El vino del muerto. Well, the, uh, ayahuasca, it's the, the Indian language. Ayahuasca. Yeah, Why ayahuasca don't you take it? Why do, I was very unhappy. You know, I was searching for meaning. Well, don't well, do search you, for meaning, Trevor. Do you go on a you just, I met a shaman, and um, he took I me to I met a shaman. <laughs> Where were you to meet a shaman? In a Who was it? Mr. C. <laughs> 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 he's a good, he's a good. <laughs> so, well, hang on, you yeah, really on. met a shaman, or you... I, read, I met a shaman. I went, I went into Wikitos, and, which is the, t uh, the town in the jungle, and... Um, there, the, the town in the jungle. He said, "Come out, come out to my little place, and uh, Did he? we'll do this thing." Sounds like you're cottaging in no, Peru. Trevor, he probably drugged you and abused you. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He probably the mayor was there. There was the mayor there. The mayor, there was a shaman. There was what a French, kind of culture is this? There was a you French air steward. Windy Miller was there. <laughs> <laughs> There's Hugh Glue, Barney McGrew, Cuthbert Dibble, Dibble Grub. They were there. We're all knocking back acid. What kind of holiday is this? There was an ornithologist from Dorset. <laughs> 
There was the mayor. <laughs> Isn't there of always? Oh, every time I go, there's an ornithologist from Dawes said, "Oh, of course, the heron is a noble creature." I'm not interested in the heron. I'm tripping. <laughs> go on, go on, Trev. So we were there, and the idea was, you know, you take this thing. It used to be used by hunters, and they used to have a collective to tap into the animal sense. Exactly, they, they had a collective, a collective halluc hallucination. Exactly, and then they could see where the deer were that they were going to hunt. Could they though? From tripping, you can find out where Bambi's living. Well, apparently, because oddly, I watched a lot of Disney films once on acid, and it made me feel terribly sad about Bambi's mum's death. I just thought, how's Bambi going to cope? But fortunately, he grew up to be quite hard. So just yeah. shows you that acid does do a lot of good things. But he still would have been called Bambi, even when he grew up and was like a mighty stag. He's still called Bambi. But he would have shortened it to Bam. He would have shortened Bam. it to Bam. Exactly. Yeah. I am Bam, king of the woods. I'm yeah. Bam, I'm king of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who could have done? I can do a nice hip-hop version of that, let me tell you. Have you taken some of Trevor's drugs? Yeah. I'm pretty high now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell you, no, I don't take drugs. Drugs are bad. So go on in, Trev. You're off. You, a shaman come up to you in the woods I with the mayor. The mayor of the woods. An ornithologist. An ornithologist no, no. from Dorset. I was sitting with an ornithologist in a cafe in the square and this man said to me, look, I can take you into the jungle and you can see seven kinds of monkeys and I said <laughs> so naturally I went no look he was a Vietnam vet and I didn't fancy him he was so a Vietnam vet seven kinds of monkeys so yeah a mad euphemism hey, well, exactly. you want to see seven kind of monkeys well let me put my hand through your hair baby bend over here come the first of those seven monkeys <laughs> I didn't like that so I, but there was this gentleman and I thought I like your energy and anyway he said come up with me <laughs> Trevor what are you a cloud <laughs> <laughs> oh I like your energy I like your energy hey Mr. Puffy come <laughs> give us a cuddle Trevor, this is mad. Look, it's not mad. I just right, went out there and, and let's he, just re let's like, just recap. Uh, Trev's in a square. He's with an ornithologist from Dorset. A man comes up to him. Do you want to see seven kind of monkeys? Me and the mayor are going there. Trevor immediately goes in the woods, does loads of primitive acid. That's where we are so far. I didn't do loads. Of, you have to. You Hold have on, to. Cooper, his Cooper wants oh, something. Christ. Cooper, what is it? My phone, Cooper. Whenever he rings, it means he wants something. Who is it, Trev? Is it anyone we know? No, it's. Uh, unknown caller. Unknown caller. <laughs> Who could that be? Probably it's a mystic of some kind. Go on in, Trev. Continue with your anecdote. Well, anyway, I had to miss breakfast and I had to bathe me in rose petals. And oh, then yeah, you've got to be bathed in rose then, petals if you're going to go and see seven kind of monkeys. At dawn, we sat down and there was a lady witch and a man witch and we sat in a hut and then... And one, a sandwich. One, one at a time, we took this little, <laughs> little brown cup full of black acidic liquid, which was the ayahuasca, and mm. you, you take it down like that, Lovely. and then you wait, and uh, the man does a nicaro, which is like a weird sort of song that he whistles. How's it go? When I look into your eyes, come on, Trip, let's go down the woods. Thank you very much. Thank you. I was going to show you some kind of monkeys, baby. Thank you. Yeah. on, Trip. What happened then? And then. Uh, I started to um, spasm and vomit uncontrollably, and uh, I collapsed on the floor and couldn't move for about four hours. Sounds like a lovely wow. holiday. So you still used to dance like you do now. Uh, basically, I found out why it's called the Viner's Death. The Viner's Death. You basically die. Your body dies. Maybe you did die that day. And, the and maybe this is a new treasure. Just a ghost. Oh my god. I hope so, because at least then it would make some of his anecdotes seem more plausible. If yeah. we've been talking to Jacob Marley, some chain rattling ninny, then it puts uh, everything in a new perspective. 
Come in, Trev. Then, <laughs> then what happened? You well, anyway, I had man. an extraordinary experience. And uh, what was it? What do you mean? You well, saw things. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. realised that life's essentially meaningless. We're all Hang one, on, and we should just love on, each other. He's focused on the boring bit of like, people going to and come see some monkeys. And then I had an extraordinary well, experience, and then went home. Well, <laughs> you can't ever explain these things when because they why, they exist you. in another dimension. Exactly, exactly. It's it's like it's like a you know um, uh, when you're a three-dimensional being trying to understand a four-dimensional thing. Or oh yeah, I tried that once. I tried that. I got a headache and went to bed. I did. Well, well, like well, you, you know that uh, <laughs> the dark side of the moon cover, a sort of a prism went through my brain. Here yeah, it no. I felt awful. I just did a crossword. It's like when you've got, it's like when you've got six matches. In the end, matches. I just screwed up a Sudoku. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, well, this is bonkers. Listen, when you've got six matches and they say, try and make five triangles out of it, you can only make five triangles out Who of it. Who are these people? Just well, going around doing that. They're Freemasons. If you try and do it on one dimension, you can't do it, but if you make it into a pyramid, you can do it. There's your turn bark off. Can we have Cooper? I want to punch him. Don't punch Cooper. That is Johan Sebastian Bark with a little number that equals my record. Go on in, Trev. <laughs> so anyway, you can't really describe it, but the upshot was, you know, all you need is love and uh, you just need love. Everything's extraordinary. So you, it's impossible to understand. Did you float off into the collective consciousness? I don't know what happened. I, I just saw I don't think the collective stuff. consciousness is going to let him in. No. no, no, we've got to have some rules here <laughs> in this collective consciousness. You'll poison the well. <laughs> <laughs> we've tried very hard to. Keep things clean. Uh, Carl Jung worked jolly hard to discover <laughs> us. Last thing we want is Trevor Lotter coming in here and making the collective consciousness about boots coming through ceilings and smashing <laughs> in birds' heads with a spade. Coming in, Trevor. Anyway, when I finished, it turned out when I finished, I had to go to another shaman because my energy was all over the place and he had to tap it all in with uh, palm leaves. But <laughs> when, <laughs> when yeah, you wet yourself, <laughs> when I, he tapped it all in with palm leaves, and then he wiped my bottom. <laughs> he, was a he was a blind man called Don Solomon. He's always a blind man. Always yeah. a blind man. Leave you, them alone. Got in, <laughs> don't take advantage of blind people. That's why he's been begging me to get tickets to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going, Trevor. We're not with your previous mate, your yeah, form sheet when it comes to the blind. They said, whatever you do, don't eat pork. And of course, I asked for something vegetarian and it had pork in it. Well, yeah. But, but, but what are you going on? But anyway, said, don't eat anything. I, I ate some pork. I ate some pork immediately out of my handbag. Then I flew it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dragon now. <laughs> Whee! I think it was porky pig. <laughs> Give us a cover. <laughs> The point is, at the end of all this, I felt that I'd been changed and that life was different and it would never be the same again. And I felt that I could not leave that continent, that country, without some sort of ceremonial thing to, you know, show that I'd changed. So I went to a tailor's and got myself a marine uniform. And that's how you express change, is it? Yeah. How are you going to cope with leaving this job, dress up as Saddam Hussein? I hope, <laughs> I hope you're mistaken for him, Trev, and someone hangs you. Stop no! It. Stop it. So okay, anyway, I, I left with this uniform on and um, it travelled uh, around from you know, Lima, back to England, and, um... Trev, this oh. lady in the studio's got a feather bow for you, yeah? What's your name, Wade? How serendipity. Kim, there you go. Uncanny. It's a pink and white feathered thing. This has thing. to be a sign. Trevor, dress up in that, love. Yeah, you look all nice now. He's lovely. There he is, Trevor Lock. All dressed up. So that, nice. that can Thank be ceremonious of our departure here from Six Music and going into the mainstream. There's a well, I feel like I've been on hallucinogenic drugs for the last ten minutes after that. Yeah, so do I, actually, and it was quite nice. No drugs about. This is from Edward Yap. So sad you're leaving us for the bountiful shores of mainstream mediocrity, i.e. Radio 2. Oh no, if Radio 2 is good, come on. Russ will now devolve gradually, the next incarnation being Dandy Light, i.e. Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross is brilliant. Before finally concluding your career as Terry Wogan with mascara. Now that I, I would like. this when you were on Strictly Come Dancing last week. I, I wasn't on it. I wasn't dancing. You did a little dance. <laughs> I did one of my jigs, yes, and what of it? I bet you were backstage talking to a man with a clipboard. I'm really rather good, actually. actually. 
I mean, if, if, if you're short of numbers, uh, watch this. I can do robotics. Watch my body popping. Here I go. Watch me voguing. Come on, Vogue. Yeah, now, listen, uh, no, I was there because my mum likes Strictly Come Dancing, so, you know, I took her. What, what is it, a crime? Yeah. Is it a, if taking your mum to Strictly Come Dancing is a crime, you better lock me up and throw away the key, Matt Morgan, because I'm a recidivist. I'll be going every week till there is no more Come Dancing. You're right there, Trev, sat there in your feather boa. I feel fine, I just didn't understand recidivist. It means a repeat offender. Oh, okay. Something that you should understand, because you bloody well are one. Morning, Matt, Trev, and especially the media philosopher, Russell. Philosophal, philosopher. Can you speak? Not really. <laughs> More than anything, I love your journalism and your erudite analysis of the press. Russell, if you ever got a chance to edit a newspaper, what stories would you stick in it? Dr. Sarah Niblock, reader in journalism, Brunel University. Sarah Dr. Niblock. Niblock? I'd like to. Dr. Oh, Niblock. Niblock. Are they related to you, Trevor Locke? The Niblocks were Niblocks years the ago, they were, thing. but then there was a terrible f incident that happened and we split off. They could be a family that's even more square than you. The Niblocks. We are the Niblocks. The Locke family we think of as renegades. They must be controlled. Niblock sounds like a pen lid. It sounds like a, it sounds like a nice, for me, it's Sounds like a really restrained genitalia. It does, doesn't nip -lock, it? Niblock, niblock. Oh, touch me on my niblock. <laughs> I certainly will. You lucky, lucky devil. Um, thanks for saying we're media philosophers. Actually, uh, Noam Chomsky listens to this show and he thinks our analysis and deconstruction of the media is, he said, negligible and <laughs> possibly non-existent. And then slammed his door. <laughs> Get away Russell's from me. How do you know Olivia? It's brilliant, but it's done into a little machine. I wrote it, I just go, I just speak it out loud and then someone else he types it. He says it into a, uh, what do you call those things? Dictophone. Dictophone. Yeah. And puts it in the post to someone <laughs> to type it up. <laughs> and they, if they get a word wrong, he punches the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, this system have failed. <laughs> well, I only went to 17 different constructions before it was typed. They have to edit out all the bits of the journalism where he goes, Turn left here! Turn left here! I'm writing an article! You're on my foot! Get off my foot! Not this cash machine! I don't belong to that bank! I disagree with it! They invest in third world regimes! I don't care if they're giving them money for good. Hi, you beautiful brute, says Andy Midwinter. Oh, these have got just beautiful names. Andy Midwinter. Niblock, Midwinter. What beautiful people. It's a real shame you're going. You've made Sunday mornings heavenly. It should have been heavenly anyway. It's the Lord's Day. Please read this out as I'm leading the cult movement with you as our leader. Citing, if anything, other catchphrases are available. <laughs> right, well, we have read it out. Well done on starting a nice new cult. I bought a digital radio so I could listen to the show, show live today. I'm going to Barcelona so I can't listen again at work. However, my colleague, Amit, is a man. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that, David and Amit. Congratulations you on your status. To radio Two on Dab Radio. You can listen to it however you like. Oh, you can listen can. in the car. You can do all sorts. Listen to the State with Six Music on Sunday morning. So Russell Howard to be here, and he's dead brill. What should we listen to now? Fugazi waiting room, or have we, have we got to go to news? We're going. Oh, yeah, right. Let's just talk from right now. Listen, mate. You never done none of our words during that news. He was dead dry, wasn't he? Now, admittedly, there was a lot of quite serious news about Saddam Hussein being killed and mm -hmm. other stuff, but that is no excuse for well, you I not think... beginning the news with, Boo Baloo, I am the newsman, here's some bloody old news. 
That's well, what I want to hear. But when be... you ask Catherine Cracknell, you call her Catherine Cracknell. What's news? You've called this bloke mate <laughs> or newsman. Now look right, here, mush. News face. <laughs> Oi, news face. Oi, news boy. Now, wasn't no, I, like, I like newsman. What's his name? Does anyone know? Now, listen, fella, what does the news? Uh, we mean you no harm. We come in peace. But could you please come on? It's our last show. Say Give on the news. One. Give him an easy one. This is his first. But there's time. no light story. No, there's no light story to no. slip it into. There will be. They always have to do it at the end of the news. Oh, and then there was a cat, and up it was trip. dressed up as a yeah, as Geppetto, or there's a. Why doesn't like he just make up a story then? And say the just end. make up a story. And also, a cat's been found dressed up as Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, scientists are baffled. Scientists are baffled. They're trying to work out why it's happened, but then they said they couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, say something funny at the end of the news. I'll go poo baloo. Something like that. That's go just, on. I think it should just go niblock. Niblock. Say oh, niblock in the news. Hard. What that do you sounds... think you should say then, Trevor? You're a man sat wearing a feather boa on a Sunday morning. It's an affront to every religion. You should just say dirty look. That's a simple thing that you could put into a thing. Yeah, give me a, a dirty look. It's a good piece of. I was language. out there on the landing and someone touched me on my dinkle. Say that. He reached over and touched me there. Okay, should we go to the news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and who's the Sarah's listening? Sarah uh, McDonald and uh, Noel's girlfriend. Hello, Sarah. Noel's away doing stuff. What? Because I'm pinching my own nipples. Yes, because you're <laughs> pinching your own nipples. I'm talking about Sarah McDonald. Pinch my nipple skin, you sex mad fiends. Okay, let's have a bit of news. Do something crazy in it. Oh, go on, I dare ya. Or we'll press pinch my skin. Otherwise, we'll pinch my skin in the news right in the middle of a story about an execution. <laughs> oh, I think it's a good God. job this is our last show because otherwise this would have been now. our last show. Of course it would have. We're always going to get sacked. I'm expecting one of those bishop's crooks to come out <laughs> of Russell's neck. That's the way we leave every show, dragged off. Right, shall we? Yeah, let's have some dignity, boys. <laughs> As for you, Harvey Cook, you beautiful newsreader, did you hear that news? You made up a whole story about a cockerel on an allotment. That can't really have happened, can it? I think it, I think that's an auxiliary story. I think it is a real story, and he uh, just pulled it out of. He's a lovely, or a lovely man. The 40s. Does that mean that we could have said boobaloo during that point, and we were allowed to, and gone pinch my skin, and we didn't an because Matt's such a bloody conformist? Oh, Trev, careful of that wire, because uh, it makes my ears sound funny. Not that my ears sound funny. It makes a. Uh, <laughs> I can't, you can't hear your own ears. I mean, if your own ears did make a noise, that I suppose it would be constant. You can hear. And you'd get used to it. What, tinnitus? Sometimes you can tinnitus. hear blood pumping in them. I can't hear blood when pumping in my earholes. What kind of lifestyle have you got? You can hear your pulse in your Dirty ears. Dirty devil. You can also smell your nostrils. Hello, Russ. Stop saying silly things. You can't taste your mouth, you can't hear your ears, and you can't smell your own nostrils. So you, you can't touch your own fingers. Oh, you can. I'm doing it now. What's that stink? It's the inside of me. Hi, guys. I was hoping cocky, locky would text in today, entirely based on his name, would be a good send-off. We'll miss you on Radio 6. What does that mean? I don't understand it. For my art course, I painted you and Henry together. I may need help explaining the content to my tutor. Only Russell can help me now. Sinara. Well, well done. What does it look like? Well, it must be very saucy. We, we passed a green Henry the other day on that spoiled staircase at that props warehouse. You yeah. Didn't even, didn't even flinch. I'm not interested anymore, Matt. You know, well, well, you've got any relationships over, move forward. He smiled at you. I know he did, but when we were together, he abused me. <laughs> oh, he was God. never That's satisfied. That's not the same, Henry. <laughs> the green one's someone else, actually. The green one's a lot more Latino. Hey, Russell, hey, why you not come here and give me a little go, huh? He's like that. If you were colour blind, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't care, would I? So it shows in a way I'm a just little bit prejudiced. Just give it away. Yeah. Just the accent. That's all it would so be. Quiet. 
Yeah. And also the Latino one would be a better lover. How dare you! Enrique How dare the you! Enrique the Hoover, I mean, he is quite, quite I'm Enrique! Let me go! <laughs> Maybe it's a different voltage. Oh, yes. Oh, it'd be too much. Oh, no. Oh, you could lose your innards. About, are they? I think we have to listen to Trevor's sonic mess again. Because no one gets- No, everyone's got it, actually. There's like, hundreds of right answers. Oh, really? Hundreds. Yeah, we've been inundated with right answers because it was so bloody easy. And the board's lit up. The board literally lit up. We've had one call. There's never been that many before. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Leslie Douglas has sent an endorsement of this show saying we're not sacked, even with this content. What about the star well. said we were sacked, didn't it? Oh, yes, star saying we're sacked. Right. <laughs> we weren't sacked. Why do they do things like that? Look, over the They've last week. They've made themselves look like idiots. They have made themselves look like Mind the you, racist, hateful newspaper that they are. And, like, sort of, and also, what about that? The other day, they said, they said, once they said I was a vicar, then the next day they said I was chatting up Sarah Hardy. I've never even spoke to her. That's one of Girls Aloud. I've never spoke to any Girls Aloud. Liars. Stupid. Why do they say these things? I don't know. Why are they trying I to spread to sell newspapers? Wrongness <laughs> and hatred. Who would want to sell a newspaper? What's the point? I suppose if you're the star, you're sort of third wheel, aren't third you? Third really? wheel on it, yeah, in the like red top tabloid. So they've got to go for lies. Hades of lies. Yeah. Well, like the Sun and Mirror, they're just doing their job, you know, they're getting on with it. They're fair enough. Let her, you know, all right. But the star. I mean yeah. if you work there. Yeah. That, Come that on. Of idiocy. And what about that other bloke saying that I said them things like saying they, they just put horrible, nasty stories in there. Yeah, horrible. I that lie about you. Don't give them. Don't, don't give, give them, them any satisfaction. Words. This is what they want. You're playing into their. We're trap. playing into their hands. Absolutely, they're they're rubbing their hands together, going. <laughs> they're talking about us. Are they doing that? That's Trevor. what they want, Matt. That's what they the want. The sexy us. perverts. Actually, I'm starting to like them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're behaving like fiddler on the roof. Fiddler <laughs> like a crazy bunch of guys. It's the Stockholm syndrome. It's the. Uh, we're falling in love with our captors. Yes. I think I would fall in love with my captor if I was kidnapped. Be alright, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, you oh, you've kidnapped me, you big powerful brute. Give us a cuddle. Be nice. What to if be they beat you. Oh no, not then. But if otherwise, what about like uh, apparently Terry Waite and uh, was it Terry Waite and Brian Keenan? No, it was the other one. But, well, who else was kidnapped with them lot? John, John McCarthy. McCarthy. Apparently, John McCarthy was all like gentlemanly and chatty, and that, and like sort of. But Brian Keenan was like deeply politicised. And when they'd like come in, like um, like Andrew McCarthy would go, oh, all right, mate, <laughs> chat to him and try and get on with him, try John his best. Yeah, John McCarthy. Brian Keenan would be all furious, and they, like they, he wouldn't wear the clothes they'd give him because he'd think that would be getting assimilated in their culture. And then Domino, he's just shaking his head in the corner, thinking, <laughs> "This has been a rubbish holiday. <laughs> I'm not coming here again." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there he goes, a bit of a postcard to Terry Waite in, you know, it's really, I just sort of sent it to the, the Holy okay. Land. Terry Waite, Holy Terry Land. Waite. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Gave him hope. Perhaps there yeah. is hope then. Well, it's that six degrees of separation thing. You can literally just put a name on a postcard and give it to somebody and eventually. You'll get there, I don't believe it'll that. It'll get there within uh, four right. moves. It'll yeah. get... You're doing, I'm doing. I'm doing all the work the post office did with the postcode campaign. Yeah, come on, Trev. Use your postcode. Just no, put seriously. a name on a bit of paper. And it'll get there. No, all right. Prove it. Prove it. Let's do an experiment. I'll do it. We, we can do it. We can prove all right, it. let's prove it then. Saddam so, so, so is saying no, letter. because, because Dear Saddam, sorry to hear about your news. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck with the execution. Could I have your trousers? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to need them. How are your teeth after the inspection? Um... Yeah, so we go right. Let's send out. Let's fire off a load of letters to people. Then 
Who like? Who what you've got to do, you've got to, but the way it works is you have to know the person you're sending the letter to, so you have to say who it is. What's and the then point you in doing that? Just ring them. Or an experiment. Oh, it's not a point. Why? why? God, what is the experiment? Every time I come up with a suggestion, you guys poo poo it. Yeah, we do poo poo them. You're sat there in a feather boa. It's difficult to take you seriously. Say write some names on some envelopes. And just stick it in a box. And still for 20 years. And see what happens. Don't even put it in a post box, Chef. Why just throw it in a puddle? You don't put it in a post box. You give it to somebody and say, right. Get that to them. Give this to the person you think most likely to know John. <laughs> this is it. Oh, Trevor, no. Come on, let's stop him. Dreariest idea. John. Ridiculous he... man you are. At least a message in a bottle or a balloon with a note on it's got some romance. Yeah. No, it's, John, <laughs> it's John. He works in accounts in Worthing, okay? Who do you think might know him? Oh, crikey. What a preposterous way to live our lives. And how do you know it's got to him? Because right. John will ring you up, because you know John. <laughs> Great. Why don't you ring him up and tell him what you want to tell him? Because it's not an experiment then, is it? Stop talking about that, Trevor, at once. We've got, uh, <laughs> we've got something here from Mandy Jones. She sent us her phone number and she says that Gretchen Wilson is a home wrecker and that she has a garden. Right. Well then, Gretchen Wilson, the you're a home wrecker. We've got to do a winner. We've only got oh, well, for the minutes. Bloody hell for Sonic Enigma. Where's the winners? And, uh, right, here's the people that have got it wrong. Right, you lot, you've all got it wrong, probably. I don't Someone think we've says, even got time for that. Is the Sonic Enigma... Is it just Trevor is finally broken down? No, no, it actually is a song. So, right, is the Sonic Enigma superstar salesman by the view says aid in Norwich? Yes, yes. it is. Is it superstar <laughs> tra tradesman says Laura Sharples? Yes, it is. Is it superstar tradesman says Kate? Yes, it is. Is it Lin is it superstar tradesman says Lindsay and Darby? Oh, and I've got to do a lot of gardening. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Everyone says that it's that. Julian near Brighton. <laughs> near it. He's not there. Yeah, you could probably get a letter to him on that basis. Exactly. <laughs> That's weird, because the example he gave was Worthing, which is near Brighton. It is, how isn't it? How odd, Spooky. how eerie. Right, all you people who have won Sonic Enigma, come here next week and harangue Russell Howard <laughs> as he gets on with his debut show. Um, right, so then, there's the winner of that. Got, we've only got 15 minutes. Let's listen to a track, and then we'll do our last link. What are we going to listen to now? Yeah, the Blow Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, last link. What are we listening to? The Blow Monkeys. The Blow Monkeys? Now, let's listen to Klaus Nomi or something no, to celebrate. Fourth. What, what? From the fall? Or Oasis? Or... Yeah, Oasis, Oasis. The Blow Monkeys. Oasis. Well, no, not Slide Away. Yeah, let's listen to Slide Away by Slide Oasis. Away. Yeah, it will be, though. That'll be on the pew. Yeah, we've got 33 seconds to find it. Why have we got 33 seconds to find it? Why do you make it? things difficult? Well, I feel some time now. Go on, All tell right, us then. about your uh, necklaces. Right, I've got a lot of necklaces. They go around the old necky wick, look all nice and tight. I've got a book coming out. It's called My Bookie Wook. I've got a television <laughs> program starting. It's called My Tellywelly Program. I've got a DVD coming out. It's called My DVD Weedy Diddly Diddly I Chai. So, all them new things are happening in life. Ain't that exciting? Going to Radio 2, it'll be a nice new radio show. For us all. G's coming up in a minute with a poem. Have you found Slide Away yet? That's there. That's the spirit. No one even noticed that happening. So let's listen to. <laughs> dedicate this to Sarah. That's Noel's girlfriend, Liam, who we met with a lovely boy. You can listen to that story in the last pre recorded link. Paul Gallagher. That's going out to you. All of the lovely Gallagher's. So, uh, and yeah, oh, blimey. Let's have a little listen to this, then we'll do our last ever six music Before link. we slide away. Before we slide away. Oh, Christ. Oh, oh God. The romance, the sentimental of it all. Let's go and look through some bins. Um, so yeah, there they were then. Oasis, Slide Away. So this is probably our last, well, it is our last link on Six Music. So God, think of all the people that we've got to thank. Just us, mostly. No, it's everyone. Our Rick, listeners. Rick, of course the listeners, yeah, they'll be last. They're most prominent. Rick Blackseal, he gives a chance this radio station. Know. 
Leslie Douglas, she's the maniac who's promoted us to a radio station with more listeners than that. Adam, our producer, other Adam, young Charlotte, who used to come Mark, in here. Mark, Remember Mark, 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 Mark Sheldon, Sheldon. who talks like Alan Titchmarsh, like that. <laughs> oh, hello, chaps. Uh, well done. You're doing Zoe. well on the show. Zoe, Zoe, the burlesque dancer, message who works now and does our message board and that. Lots of people Chris, have helped you did us. The podcast. Chris, you done Julian's the podcast. Who's done the podcast? Julian, security guard, who I had to buy a bleeding croissant every week, what he never even appreciated, because he was all. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He's cool, isn't he? I like he got a shaved head. He looks like a black geezer out of shining a little bit. Yeah. He does, doesn't he, a bit? Who is that? I don't know, but he's also in One Further Cuckoo's Nest as Mr. Turkle. A black geezer with a shaved head. He looks a bit like that. And like, he didn't used to let us in at first, but we warmed him up over time, mostly with croissants and hands on thighs and that. All the people, listen, think of the people that have come on the show, the wonderful Noel Gallagher, the contributions he's made. Every time we see him, he goes, uh, he goes, um, he goes, oh, yeah. Uh, he goes, oh, he goes, uh, it's okay, don't mention it, but when he heard that we were going on radio too, he goes, don't mention it, don't mention it, by the way, don't mention it. Like it was, he's taking all the credit for it. Well, frankly, Gallagher, if anything, you've slowed our ascent. You have been as ballast like to our yeah. progress. Gallagher mentions Cooper. Yeah, he likes Cooper, do not he? All right, well, sorry, like, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, my phone died, he goes, and then I spoke to him later, he goes, what was that? Was that Cooper? Cutting you off. <laughs> oh, he likes it, he's into it. What about, who else been? Matt Lucas came on the he show. He came on, didn't he? He was lovely, weren't he, of course. Uh, Alan Carr was lovely on the show. Lots of lovely contributions we've had. Huh? Katie Mellon. Oh, yeah, dude. Neil yeah. Strauss. Luke, young Luke. Neil Strauss, when we were up in Edinburgh. Why, they were some yeah. crazy old days. Mr. G, our poet laureate, who is in the studio right now to do a poet. You're coming, you're to do, not to do a poet. It's not like a poet fight. <laughs> There's a fight no one needs to see. Okay, so it's Andrew Motion versus Ted Hughes. It's going to be rough. Um, It'll be very one sided and short, that way. Why, because Ted Hughes was a bit hard. I think so. Yeah, yeah he's had that vibe about him. Come on. Magnificent man Ted Hughes was. Oh, darkness. He'd have taken on I'm both the Gallagher brothers. Do you reckon? Oh, come on, the man Don't say that. They're still alive. They might beat us up. Right, so, um, okay. Is there anything else we should be thanking? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you why it's sad. Because of, like, all goodbyes are a rehearsal for the ultimate goodbye of death. When you say goodbye... Oh, that's God. why. That's why it makes you sad. Because when you say goodbye <laughs> to someone, you realise somewhere within yourself, one day everything will end. All life is transient. Everything. Tell it like it is. Everything like will go. Is. You'll lose everything that means something to you. You're like a coat stolen from Coco. <laughs> one day you will lose everything that's meant anything to you but the things that are truly important like divinity and love those things exist within us all and are constant that's why we must treasure and regard the things that are constant and be aware that some things are transient don't get caught up in your vanity and ego learn from me let's have a poem now from mr g mr g create atmosphere okay this poem is entitled anchors away anchors away the future always awaits, set a course heading north to set forth on this voyage today. Blowing kisses and well wishes to all the listeners who made this show a fixture not to be missed, so we cherish the support, the support that you gave. You see, without you, all we have is this little misfit crew. A Henry the Hoover-obsessed captain who randomly shouts, Boobaloo! <laughs> a first mate who takes dates to recreate his cultural review. And a cook who slaps a sonic enigma upon your plate, leaving you to stew without a clue. Haven't we laughed together, cried together, faced tribulations and trials together? Your smiles have helped us to diffuse the bad weather. Sunday morning, six music, ain't no place been better. Oh. Big up to Adams, Charlotte and Zoe for dashing around and helping us out. Julie, Imran and especially Catherine for packing the news of our childish shouts. For though our ships may sail on many different seas, to me these memories will still count. 
Staying close to the people that matter is what this poem is all about. Oh, it's the mentality! It's the last day of school all over again! It's that time I had to go to prison for a little while! Oh no, it's killing me! Oh no, alright, so enjoy yeah. Right. Enjoy the change. Enjoy the change. change, embrace change. We're, we're only, only going to be better. We're just going to be in a different room with a slightly lower number. <laughs> Hopefully a higher number of listeners, but the number two instead of yeah. the number six. Don't make no difference. Nothing matters I'll really, does it? I feel good. Good, good lad, Matt. That's it. Repress them emotions. <laughs> Crush them into a cancerous little ball in your gallbladder. <laughs> okay, so yeah, well, thanks. Right now, the last hour is back in time. We pre recorded yeah. this yesterday. We were all a little bit younger, as Matt points out, in the pre record itself. Oh, but it's good though, isn't it? Oh, oh what a pre recorded hour it is. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, every listener, every newscaster. Thank you, even people that didn't even like our show that much. What, Matt? Every text and email, thank you. Every text and email, I feel thank bad you. About all the things we haven't Sorry, about. we didn't read all them things out. Yeah, we didn't. We just didn't have time. We do love you, but sometimes you just, it's just an administrative problem. Well done, Sonic Enigma uh, winner, Mano. Mano, the only man ever to have won. <laughs> because uh, no, not even given a mic. We <laughs> didn't even give you a microphone. You've not been contributed because there is actually no chance of any of us having sex with you. There was very, very little point. Well, I don't know. <laughs> actually, Matt's taken a bit of shine to you, Mano. You're a bit like Mowgli from Jungle Book. Give us a cuddle, you sexy fella. Okay, so yeah, there we are. This is the end of our six music career, and perhaps our entire career has been, has been so shambolic. So, hmm, is there anything else we've got to do? Anyone else we've got to thank? Uh, Trev, do you want to thank Stop anyone? thanking people. You've got to thank people. Auntie. <laughs> oh, thanks oh, for coming. Uh, oh. I'm not getting on too well with your Uncle Peter. He's been having, he's been staying late at the office. I think we all know what's going on. Go on, Trevor, have you got anyone you want to do? I really want to thank the listeners, because you, you guys have been wonderful Oh, to you me. No, listeners. You have. I mean, you what know. about the, the people on the fan site? That no, fan site. Really oh. lovely. Oh, I'm a member. I'm a member. Yeah. Thank you, everyone on the fan site. We offer you actual love. Yeah. Sometimes we can't give you all the time and devotion because we're busy. We've got loads Thanks of things to do, but we love it. Thanks for all them presents. Yeah, I've got a lovely thing here right now that I've been firing about at random. Thanks for the poems. People sent me poems and stuff. Uh, thanks for the poems yeah. you've sent G. I reckon. Thanks to G. We never said. We that. said thanks to G. He yeah, gets please. enough thanks. Poets don't need thanks. He needs to. <laughs> he needs to feel marginalised and ostracised <laughs> and <laughs> to write poetry. Now, um, okay, yeah, let's get that last poem he done just then. Get that printed up. We'll all sign it, and the people that won the Sonic Enigma, they can have copies of that, and we'll see if people are allowed into the Radio oh, 2 studio. I'm sorry, Matthew, but when I think of their little faces, thanks to Cooper, Henry, Morrissey, oh, God, where would we be without Morrissey? So, um, Master Sue. Mr. Master Sue, he's called Master Don't Sue. Call him Mr. Sue. He hates that, he'll kick your bloody head in. <laughs> <laughs> Using Tai Chi to chat up birds and kick people's heads in for 2,000 years. Right, so the last hour, and they've still got another hour of the show, so don't go anywhere. Then the lovely Julie will be there for music week. I don't know why I'm pointing to the middle distance because all that's there is some tellies. But Julie, <laughs> Julie will be here soon. Well, thanks then. Nothing's really changing. The things that we hold dear to us will never go away. We'll Let's have them for always. Saying such dramatic things. They're not dramatic things. They're simple truths, mates. They're eternal, perpetual truths that have existed since the dawn of time and that will always exist, even when we're gone, ultimately, even when we're dead in a couple of hours. I've, I've drugged us all. I thought it best. I've used what's known as the Goebbels method for, for, for killing your children when your Third Reich experiment went dreadfully wrong. It was bonkers, but weren't the uniforms great? Okay, thanks for listening to us. Love you. Bye! 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 Bye!
Hello, you're listening to Russell Brand. This is our last ever hour of Six Music. We pre-recorded this yesterday, so we're probably now we're off shuffling around, crying. Matt won't be hovering above the buttons. Trev won't be thinking about Sonic Enigmas. And Bagpuss is just a silly old stuffed, soppy old daft cat. But Emily loved him, didn't she, Matt? Yeah. It's nice, isn't it, that Emily loved Brilliant. him? So, so we're uh, younger men now than we were to at the beginning of the show. That's true. We, in, in a way, we've fought off quantum physics. We've defied the law of time. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what else we can achieve. We might not even be here tomorrow. Well, imagine that we're dead now. Oh no, we might be that. dead now. Well, they won't play this out. They would because they'd have to. They'd they have if to. It was me or Trevor who died, but. <laughs> Dear leader. <laughs> I think the greatest achievement in the room is that somebody's knitted a cardigan that goes from the ceiling to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing a delightful garment. This is <laughs> There we go. There's our first bit. It was expensive. Amazing. This cardigan was. never done that. No, mad, isn't it? Never done it. Expensive, was it? Expensive. You know, I was reading the newspaper the other day and someone said, citing, you know, like illegal speak. Oh, he was citing claims of this. Oh, and I yeah. just read it. <laughs> citing? <laughs> yeah. well, what? Really? We've started to alter language yeah. with this Can't nonsense. Can't understand things anymore. It's a well, nice cardigan, though. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is bloody eleven hundred quid. Wait till you hear that bit of information. What? Yeah, I said is that something to make like... yourself feel better about the loss of your coat. My coat was stolen at Coco, a gig that was there to raise money for Focus Twelve. The wonderful gig that Noel Gallagher was brilliant at. I hope you saw my Guardian article yesterday or today, as it is now. Nice little article. Wonderful it was. Yeah, dirty pretty things with uh, Tim Burgess. Holloways were brilliant. It was a wonderful, magnificent gig. Right, my uh, I, my coat got stolen at the end of it, and I was proper sulky about it. I went back to the dressing room. Must have still been there when you went and got my phones back. The dressing room just was devastated. Don't accuse me of it. I, I'm not accusing <laughs> you. No, you're not. I, I, I don't know. If you saw, I don't know, that Dior coat, I think you'd be terrified of it. Every time I go to a restaurant, we'll go, 12 quid for soup, 500 quid for Harley Street, 50 quid for haircut, well, 100 pounds for contact lenses. i real, mate. Huh? I'm keeping it real, I don't know. That coat's worth 800 quid. 800 quid that coat was worth. You could've just not done the cocoa thing and given that to the <laughs> <five> <laughs> yeah, You could've just <laughs> emptied that off your wardrobe. We've actually made a loss because of that coat being stolen. We raised about 100 <laughs> grand. One day your coat goes missing. It's devastating. Went back to the dressing room. Now you know the dressing room was all nice before. Drapes on the wall, my little shop set up, all those nuts and oranges and yeah. bits and bobs and that. Devastation, scene of devastation. Rock I went back to. Boy, Russ. Well, I tell who you what. It? Who did it? I know it's only rock and roll. I don't like it. If you tell me that, people nicking things. Well, I don't know because it's only people with a backstage pass. Liam, I reckon it was Liam. I don't think it was Liam. The room was. It was devastated. I went back there and like, you know, you say devastated. What do you mean? Well, all the gnats were gone. That's oh, the kind God, of devastation I'm talking about, you know. You I don't know what went on. You're a tidy, on. fussy man. <laughs> so you say, de like, to me, that means blood up the walls, you know. Yeah, well, it was, mess, you know, smashed window. retrospectively, Hiroshima looked like a blip compared to what that dressing room was like when I went back to it, right? And, like, I was really sulky about it, and I was like, this is the, the sulkiest thing I said about it. After that magnificent night, Noel Gallagher and Paul Weller's brilliant performance, all the wonderful things that happened, Liam's attendance, right? Um, like, so when I was next day, when I was complaining, because I was sort of secretly blame people for letting that like, for letting that coat get stolen. I goes at, like Helen's going, Oh just don't worry about it, Russell. It was a wonderful night. All those people came there because of you. You've got all the, you know, some of the best performers in What's this country. Helen, that's they all came because of you. And, like, yeah, talking me down Poor from the old Helen, Helen the emotional my pin cushion. <laughs> <laughs> in drives another pin into Helen. Right. She got I goes, um she goes, I oh, don't worry about it. It was a wonderful night. It's just one thing, don't let it spoil your night. I said, if I kept a diary, Thursday's entry would would read Thursday 
my coat was stolen. Oh, <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> that was my. <laughs> but Noel Gallagher performed with Paul Weller, charming crowds, magnificent night, proper sulky. So I met Liam Gallagher. Blimey, so did I. Uh, amazing moment, right? Because like, like he's an, he's an astonishing person, Liam Gallagher. Like, just like this is just sort of how it went. Went backstage after the gig. I've never met him before. He came up to me. He looked like amazing. This is like the sort of this is the thing. Like, you know, when I get like like how I got a bit gay about Wogan with his muscly body, yeah. right? Like, well, Liam came over and he just went. Well, it was all right, mate. All right, like that sort of posturing and grandstanding, like Muhammad Ali or Mussolini or something. But totally, it suits him. Sort of like sort of leaning back, craning, sort of peering at you under his gorgeous hooded eyelid things. Goes all right, mate. Come in here. Come in here. Come in here. Sort of like vaguely menacing, not threatening, but certainly there's menace. Went into this room on me over him. Goes yeah, all right. Effing, effing this, effing that. All right, you know, just constant, endless. That wasn't a full swear word. Just sort of swearing constantly, right? And like he didn't really have anything to say to me. He was just like, just called me in this room and just sort of was swearing about nothing in particular. He's got such intense magnetism and charisma that it just seems like the distillation of the idea of fame. It's like, you know, when you meet other famous people, you meet Noel or whatever, you sort of go like, oh, right, you know, there's the idea of Noel, the idea we've been aware of all our lives, and here now is Noel, a person that we talk to and muck about with. Liam, it is just like the person in the video, the person on the posters, the person and you see splashed across headlines. You don't sort of see and different. He's like the distillation of fame, of celebrity, this sort of charismatic, sexy person. And I was sort of like, I was, sort of, I was flicking through my mental Rolodex, but how do I deal with this person that's just sort of this swaggering, insouciant, sexual person? He's sort of like chatting, and he's going, you know, I like your effing radio show, you know, I like your radio show, I like that show you're doing on MTV, you know, I come on it and that, if you like. And I was like, yeah, no, please, God, you've been really welcome. And there's one bit, and he leaned his face right to mine. Put his, so his nose was touching my nose, and it was so exhilarating. I thought, he's either going to kiss me or headbutt me, but it was, so, it was so exciting that I didn't care which. I just thought, either would be fine. Headbutt me if you will, kiss me if you must, I'll accept anything. You add me a effing hello. You know, just like this ball of slab of intense charisma. Yeah. And then, also, the other thing I noticed about him is, like, everyone has a mum mode, right? A mode, oh, you're meeting a mum, you're meeting a parent, hello, oh, hello there. Like me, I met, uh, like, uh, if I meet someone's mum, like, when I meet your family, alright, it's different because your family's like normal people or whatever, but like, you know, there's a little bit of like, oh, hello, alright, lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you, alright, so, alright, Bob. You know, sort of like, you know, just being a bit nicer, uh, yeah. some of the elements of your character left alone. Liam Gallagher, he got no mum mode. <laughs> yeah, he got Alright, mate, like, he's sort of called my mate or something. Alright, FNL, nice to meet you, alright. So being sort of, sort of all arrogant with my thought he was gonna offer a trip to the Lavvy. <laughs> yeah, quite a strong, cause we're gonna do one, bubs. <laughs> really funny, he's properly funny. He's amazing though, intense, charismatic person. What did you think of him, Matt? I thought was, yeah, I was there when he introduced him to your mum. You went, oh, this is my mate, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he's mad. He's jigging about too much. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not like it's not a criticism. I want to make it very clear it's not a criticism because he listens to this show and I think he would just hit you if he got was annoyed. And I don't want him to be annoyed because the main thing was it was like a living piece of iconography. Is like, you know, that's, that's what I sort of was hit by. I was most struck by the difference between him and Noel. Yeah. When we were in Noel's dressing room, just laughing at his rider, which was basically what's it? Yeah, what's it? And the Noel's right. Yeah, that, <laughs> jelly babies, Harry bows, and all the other sweets are available. Is it really funny when you go like we go like? Did you have to ask for them, Noel? Yeah, I'll have some like what's it? Some Harry bows, please. Pack it of monsters.
monster munch. He's got a monster munch. He's all different flavours of monster munch. <laughs> he claimed he didn't ask for him by name, but I reckon he did. Yeah, striking difference between those yeah. two siblings, isn't there? Yeah, totally. Amazing. Yeah, so that was an extraordinary event. Do you want, why don't you culturally review Coco now, then, at the event? Really? It's quite a lot of pressure <laughs> to suddenly ask me to do that. <laughs> I guess I normally, you do it every I week. I normally have to write three words on a post-it note. Yeah, then I was like, <laughs> a ridiculous, unrelated linguistic squirts that you put, put across a page. Matt's cultural review! Woo! Still here it is, oh, cultural we'll review. Paper. He's got uh, some paper. He's got some paper. Give it him. Uh -huh. Go on then, cultural review. I'll do it because I wasn't there. I didn't well, know what happened. Trev was you late. You came there late though. I came you? late for the party, but I missed the fireworks. I was up in the very highest point of Coco, which is pretty high, isn't it? Yeah. It's that vertiginous, if that's a word, mm. view it is of a word. the stage. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so at the beginning, I was. The a most amazing thing was the crowd were like a football crowd, weren't they? Yeah. For like fifty pound a ticket. I know. And I thought that would exclude people. Like, Whoa, I can't move. No, okay. like when they've gone, Liam, 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 because Liam was in the thing yeah. all the way through the Holloway set. It was like just the sort of. It was weird, really, because yeah, the Holloways were on, and they were just going, Liam, Liam, all over it. So I was thinking, Oh God, yeah. watch the Holloways. Yeah. And. uh it's nice to see acoustic music like that, and drummers sitting on boxes and banging in the box. I, I like that. That happened a couple of times, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was good to see old Tim Burgess. Yeah, David. Well, he looked like he had rosy cheeks. Like he did look like a toy soldier a bit, what didn't he? he? Put on his cheeks. I like him. He had rouge on. I think he looked jolly and nice. <laughs> he, looked, he did look like a man. It's chilly. I reckon that's all that is. And he was very friendly and lovely, Tim Burgess. I'd not met him before. He was dead lovely. And that, the gig really came alive then, because all people wanted was to see Noel, wasn't it? Or Liam yeah, yeah. Crane over the balcony, Liam, Liam, like you know. So like, I, was, I felt bad about bringing dirty, pretty things on and the other ways. But like, I think when, when Tim Burgess came, because he too is from that era, calmed things down, started to acquiesce. Before that era, in a way, in a way, pre really preceded, did they, Charlotte? Rose's Monday's era. Really? Oh well, yeah. well there you are. Then that, that's probably helped him. Then they probably thought, oh well, that's nice. You know, who <laughs> led them by the hand? Without him, perhaps there would be no Oasis. I can't imagine that they would have thought of the chronology. Nah, but they were happy with him. They were happy, happy with Weller. Weller coming out. That's great. Weller turned I watched Noel from the side of the stage. That too, really. That was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Strawberry Fields, best bit. We couldn't yeah, put that bit on Six really Music. Sorry about that. We weren't allowed oh, yeah. to. Um, what else happened? There was, yeah, your coat being nicked. Oh, that coat! Why? Why did they nick that coat? I wonder who'd done it. Was it, right, do you think it's someone that's with the Holloways, someone that's with Dirty Pretty Things, or someone that's with Noel Gallagher? Who'd done there it? There was a lot of random people at the back. Were there? Yeah, yeah, just random people always turn up. Yeah, how did they get there? They, oh, the devastation, like, because before my dressing room was like a little shop selling oranges and bananas and nuts and that, didn't Why it? Why did it look like that? You're taking the mickey out of Noel's right, or we are. Yeah. But when I went into your dressing room, there was a sofa, and in front of it a table, yeah. and had you lined it all up? I never lined it up like that. I arrived there and it was all like, it did look like a greengrocer's cabinet. Like a oranges. child playing post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It good for the atmosphere. I'll tell you what, right, let's listen to a little bit of music now. What are we going to listen to? Oh, well, let's relive that moment. Generator. Generator, a really good, lovely single, wasn't it? And if I'm yeah. really sort of, but like, you know, that, that was, yeah. try and imagine this song by the other way, Generator, with a, a, a constant throb of Liam, 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 underneath it. They did brilliant the other ways. They were great, actually. Yeah. Alright, let's just let's have a listen to it. What are you all about, Mefu? Oh yeah, when, uh, like, Sarah McDonald, uh, Noel's girl, she's listening now, Noel's effed off to foreign land to do different 
acoustic set, Sarah's listening. Is it? Hello, Sarah. All right, dear. Yeah, she was surprised that you looked so sensible. Yeah, no. No, it didn't look sensible. She goes, oh, you don't look as sensible as I'd imagine. She said I sound sensible on the radio, but mm. I looked different to how she Because you look like a lout. When you I see- don't. When you see Matt wearing his Ralph Lauren top and his bobber boots, <laughs> swaggering about, <laughs> doing armpit farts and belching. <laughs> <laughs> the yogs do, then. Cooper, quiet, for God's sakes! No, Noel walked past and goes, oh, Sarah, Sarah, this is Matt, Russell's sidekick. Ha <laughs> ha! vomited. Yeah, good. And, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, Noel, and you're Liam's sidekick. That was good, that. Good line, good repast. Yeah, yeah they, they were... But anyway, yeah, and she said, what, you're Matt? I thought, she goes, you sound so sensible on the radio. Yeah. I've looked myself up and down and thought, crikey. What do you mean? dressed you as a Mr. Man. <laughs> well, like, I spoke to her, like, she, yeah, she said to me on the phone, she goes, Oh, Matt does look, he looks sensible. He's sen uh, no, he don't look sensible, does he? I imagine he's much more sensible. <laughs> Stop getting it wrong! She goes, I thought you'd look like Richard Bacon. I goes, if it's sensible looking people that you want, try old Trevor Lockie. Yeah. A more sensible looking accountant face twerp well, you're never likely to find. Got strawberry laces in. Why have you got strawberry boot laces in your beige long canoe brogues? Why are you calling them strawberry laces as if that's a thing that people could call laces? Because they've got strawberry boot laces, the food, like that you get as a kid, great big long strawberry Trevor boot laces. Confection. Oh, we didn't have that in <laughs> normal <Bud> strawberries. <laughs> you ridiculous man. Why? Look at the size oh, of them bloody shoes. shoes. They're alright. They're alright. They've got a bit of pink in them. What's wrong with that? Cheers people up on a grey November day. Cheered me up when I saw well, well, yeah, it is red, actually, yeah. yeah. Why on earth is Trevor coming here dressed like Boy George? What <laughs> 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 an old way to announce the I'm wearing some nice shoes, that's all. I like the way you've always got your shirt just so there's a tuft of hair coming out the belly. There. Yeah. Like it's a you lovely touch. Like that. Like little that. belly tough. You don't like that. Lucky. That's alright. This is our last, this is our last hour of our last ever sex music show. Oh, we've had some good times, so have we? Sex music, I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know why I would make that error. <laughs> but, yeah, come on, let's reminisce over some of the good times we've had. Oh, oh we've had some sad. good times. Don't look back. Oh, never we've had back. some good times. Oh. What was the best bit? Oh, do you remember when we used to go eat your fudge trip? Oh, those are the happy days. Of course, when we're on Radio 2, we won't be able to do childish things like go eat your fudge trip. Will we, Matt? No. Uh, and what, we won't be able to do things like, what other things won't we be able to do? news readers say words. Oh, we won't be able to do that on Six Music. Right, yeah. when there's a news in a minute, Catherine Cracknell, we want Catherine Cracknell to go, Here's <laughs> 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 some bloody old and news. She's not allowed to do it with her mouth. No, she <laughs> <laughs> goes, pick an orifice. Oh, um, Russell. Oh, cow, no, what have I done? You won't be able to do that on Radio 2. <laughs> Do you know what we have to talk about? Won't be able to do that on radio too. We have to all wear suits. We've got to wear, we'll be wearing we do, suits. We? We wear suits. We've got oh. to, we've got Reefian broadcasting ideals will be observed. Will we've got to elevate and educate. Reef, Lord Reef, you're saying that it's the duty of broadcasting to elevate the listener or when the did viewer. You ever hear that? I just heard, you know how I'm good at if I hear something, using it forever to make me sound cleverer than I am. Really? It's one of those. If you say that in front of the end of your top, contract on Big Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> elevate people. <laughs> when, I, when I signed up to do Big Mouth, for the forum, people made it very clear that I had a duty. He had this huge manifesto in his massive folder. He was thumbing through <laughs> it and beginning. Blimey! Must say something. Dinkle! Wanna try? Lord Reef! <laughs> Listen, anyhow, right, come on. Don't be sentimental, right? it makes me. I don't like saying goodbye. I know, that's because you're afraid of your own emotions and your no, actual self. You are. Look, I'm you're not. sat there in your muscle vest, you're afraid of who you actually I've been are. To the gym. <laughs> Cuddling yourself into a stupor with a I'm stranger, not, most likely. Like that. 
What have you been doing? You were saying I was sitting there cuddling myself. No, no, you're not cuddling yourself now. I don't like sentimentality. Why? It's not sentimentality. You're afraid of it. You know when you leave a job and they buy you a present, they'll go around your desk. I hate that. Oh yeah, remember when you had to do that MTV? Are you like, oh, you guys, Russell, will you please come stand near me, please? He made me come and stand near you. I needed Russell to sort of present my leaving. Hello. Okay, so Matt Morgan's going to be leaving MTV. We've had some great times with Matt Morgan. Can't remember any specific ones because he's normally lazing about in bed, not really contributing, doing the absolute. Bare minimum amount of work he could do you, you without being sacked. About in bed, high on drugs and missed the broadcast, and I got tricked into admitting you were on drugs. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, because they goes, oh, we all know Russell's off his head on it's drugs. The oldest trick in the book. Oldest trick. Teachers use. Well, when someone it? came up to me and goes, because um, he missed uh, doing this afternoon. What was it called? Select. Select. Children's yeah. phoning show. And he just laid in bed, yeah. drugged so out of my brain box. Sort of Presenter at the yellow pages or something. <laughs> and, uh, so they came up to me, and I was friends with him, and said, "Look, we know Russell's on heroin. Is he? No, look, we know Russell's been on heroin. Is that why he's late?" Is, and I went, "Yeah." <laughs> you silly son. And they went, "What? He's on heroin?" <laughs> went, no. Uh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I bought you that Seinfeld book, didn't I? Oh yeah, you bought me that Seinfeld book to, to say, say sorry. sorry. <laughs> I should have been saying sorry. Sorry, I've given away the fact that you take heroin. <laughs> present children's shows. <laughs> Matt, how dare you tell people that these children's programs I'm presented are presented through a fog <laughs> of heroin? <laughs> You've blown it. Them kids are enjoying that smacking juice rubbish. <laughs> oh, happy time. Look at us doing TV shows now and radio shows, not on airing, if anything, they're worse. <laughs> Less professional, more swearing, more irreverent. Oh, I don't know. We've been through some things. Come on, let's think of the best six music shows. Good when Noel Gallagher came in the studio, wasn't it, that yeah, time? early days. Yeah. Good Katie Melua come here once. That was good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the that's Papini it. Sisters, that the Papini, Papini sisters. The Papini sisters who were meant to be the best. Fancied them. They were nice. I oh, know. We know. No one minds. They were brilliant. Who else have we had here? I can't really think of anyone. Mainly it, just loads and loads of Luke, friends, friend of the show, Luke. Luke oh. oh, the people that do the website. Oh, Christ. All the, all the uh, embryonic Mark Chapmans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call them that. They're Don't that fan base. They look after us. Without them, we're nothing. Catch catcher in the rhyme presence. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. They're brilliant. Oh, I love our fans, Matthew. Without oh, I them. love them too. Yeah, good. Shifty little character. So you should. Come, Matt, read out that story that was in the sun the other okay. day. About things that you blagged out on the air, you lunatic. Ruspect package. Ruspect oh, they should have just gone with suspect package, because that's enough of a joke. Yeah, Ruspect, Ruspect. makes it confusing. It's a story about Stupid. me stuffing my pants. I always pants. think about it, foreign people. Foreign people came to England, like which they shouldn't, I'm sure, in your hateful view. Shut up! Don't say that. It's not even funny. Right? <laughs> if a Spanish person came to England and read the Sun, they'd think Ruspect package. They might look up the word Ruspect. Yeah, exactly. I always worry about this. Yeah. You? you might look it up in a dictionary and think, "Oh, what is this word?" Because that's why you've become such a keen fan of Oswald Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't come here, they won't be worried. <laughs> it's far, far. Don't think people will believe that. No, no, of course. I think it's really obvious from this show that we are totally inclusive, right? There are many bad things about us. I'm vain. Don't Matt's lazy. What? Trevor's an absolute goon. But one <laughs> thing for sure, we're very inclusive, we're loving, honest, liberal. open, liberal people who love 
anyone. We're dead open-minded and trusted and Absolutely. not trusting and naive. Oh, so yeah. say what you will about us. Say we're unprofessional. Don't sound say lazy, we're though. drunk on air. Matt is a bit lazy. Say what you like, but you know, we are inclusive and Absolutely. don't give a monkeys about nothing. Go on then, Matt, read this thing. Raspex package. Russell's got a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely and delicious, my dinkle. I don't oh, know what it tastes like. Don't say that. It is delicious and it's a gorgeous size. It does vary it's like exactly size. I'll say that. So yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just the proportions are the, like you know, like sort of mine is in different areas. Oh, what? Well, I have more in the shaft. You have more in the tip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have more in the shaft than you. Come on, Tr uh, listen. Let's get this off our chest because on Radio Two there'll be no more talking about dinkles. Get your willy off my chest. <laughs> uh, people are going to wonder how we've seen each other's willies. Probably Back they won't. The They'll assume that that's from the numerous threesomes we used to do. Ridiculous way to live our lives. Thank God we've grown up. Don't have any threesomes anymore. Silly business. No. Awful. Come and read this respect right. package. Comic Russell Brand stuffed socks in his pants. We mentioned this last week. Thankfully, how long did it take him to pick up on it? Sunday to Friday. That's Sunday to Friday. Yeah. Um, he puts socks down his pants. We all know that. David Williams has got a big willy. Russell's jealous. <laughs> the best bit is where I say, you couldn't help he seeing he had a big willy. I saw Russell flinch when he saw it. They've put that. that they put that verbatim in the sand. Give it to me, because I'm an expert at uh, deconstructing media. Do not <laughs> judge me, son. I'm like uh, Essex's Noam Chomsky, I am. Right, what? Right, so Ruspect Package, they've nicked that from this radio show, but they've done it quite well. For the first time ever, a tabloid newspaper has quoted verbatim the person that said it. Right? That's because I said it, and yeah. they think they haven't had to... They've not had to make something up because you've given them, mm, like, the artillery to destroy me. Comic Russell Brand stuffed socks down his pants to make his manhood look bigger. Manhood. Where, Has like, anyone ever said that? Where's like, me? Ah! God, don't kick me in my manhood! What about the doctor? Uh, probably in my manhood. And what about if a child said, Mummy, Mummy, my manhood went <laughs> stiff! <laughs> I'm worried about my manhood! <laughs> Funny thing to say. Um, yeah. Look, and then this is Russell, 31, left. Admit boosting his package, boosting his package, after being impressed by fellow funny man David Walliams' crown jewels. Careful of me, crown jewels. It's a ridiculous way to describe it. Right, and then it does quote you, like, perfectly. It goes, uh, Russell's BBC Six Music co-host Matt Morgan revealed, co-hosts now, are you? Better than sidekick, I'll, I'll read it. I think it should be stooge, twerp, ninny. <laughs> There you go. Matt Morgan revealed, so there's your name on page three of the Sun, Matthew. David pulled his shorts up really high and you couldn't help but notice he had a big willy. I saw Russell flinch when he saw it. And that is like verbatim. Normally, they mangle those things to make it more embarrassing. But I suppose because it's embarrassing enough as it is. Russell denied flinching but said he nodded in admiration. Matt added later at the gig in Dartford Kent, we were backstage and Russell put two socks down his trousers. He reduced it to one later. But there was a point where he had two socks on. He went on stage with socks down his trousers. I've explained it many occasions. It's simply because we needed uh, the, the seam. It was because of the seam. We? Who's we? You and your willy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, me and my own willy. We? <laughs> me and little Dennis <laughs> lives down my trousers. And what do you call things. your willy? I don't really give it in the general, the emperor, things yeah. like that, general Zod, emperor, yeah. I, call it. I was sometimes think of it as Henry Winkler, not yours. <laughs> 
<laughs> your own one. Yeah. It's like you call it Henry Winkler. I've got the news. Why don't you, Catherine Cracknell, get Henry Winkler into the news? <laughs> <laughs> say Henry Winkler or say Crown Jewels or Manhood. Come on, euphemisms for Dinkle. On a little show we like to call Six Music News. Six Music. Why do you like Klaus Nomi so much, Trev? Just what? think he gives something different, doesn't he? He gives a little bit of colour to the show. I'm a simple man! I mean, that's got into my brain box, I'll say that for him. Oh well, off we go. Who was playing the music at your gig in Dartford, says Lucy and Kent. Well, it was Dirty Pretty Things, or Libertines, I imagine. Don't you have a CD that you go on to? Yeah, oh right, they go right on to famous international playboy without a trace of irony. He's ironic, of course, it's the old thing's ironic, for God's sake. Who was your question for? What was the first record you bought? It was probably Pinky and Perky, Matt Trev. Was it? I liked those guys. Uh, Jackson 5, I think. Uh, oh, going back to that uh, padded trousers. Oh thing, yeah, go on. My mum said that in the Daily Mail she read that uh, the you can buy padded pants, like booster pants. Oh, what about the, do you not remember that time I had them pants where you had to pull your package, your jewels, through a hole in the front yeah, of them? I don't think that's what it was for. It was painful. They were size. sort of gay sex pants. <laughs> and, and that's not a joke, they literally were. No, gay right. sex pants? That was pants. to put your key for the locker. They were swimming trunks. They that's were not. You put the key for it was like, some odd thing. There was, a, there was two layers at the front and the, like, right, there's a, say, imagine a normal pair of pants, right? They're black but they're made out of a sort of a slightly sheer sort of material. Then there's another layer in front of the package bit and that layer has a hole in it, like the entrance to a birdhouse. Exactly. Right. That's true. <laughs> and then, then you a little nesting hole. Then you put it? your ghoulies through there. You put everything and it through, hurts. and it hurts. There's no need to put your ghoulies through there. You, well, you, put think... your, you just put your winkle through it. You just put your winkle through I it. I think the yeah. most disturbing thing about it is showing it to your colleagues. Exactly. <laughs> You've got these gay pants. <laughs> that was a memory from a show, actually. We did that. Well, we yeah, did that on a show. You them in a gay sex shop, didn't you? Well, it was on Old Compton Street, and <laughs> <laughs> they did give me him for nothing in the end. If Jim could fix one thing for you, this cat from Sheffield, what would it be? What would it be? I think we spoke about this. I once wanted to ride my bike for a pyramid of bean cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted that to do. That is the sort of thing they do. I remember thinking when he told me that's the sort of thing they could have done that. It's a really well, easy My mum and dad could have done that. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could have done I that. I gave that letter to my mum. She put it in her handbag. Yeah. It was like when you give her a letter to Father Christmas. She's thinking, how does she know it? where it goes? Right. I remember thinking that. Do you reckon she sent it? No. Let's find out. I'll ask we'll find out if Sue sent that or okay. not. And we'll tell you before, before this, this happens. That'll be weird, won't it? We can't do that. Hold Bye. on. We gotta go back. Way back. It cost about 12 quid, probably, to buy all those beans. I think what I wanted a was empty tins, right? Yeah. That, but had the Where did you off get this idea? Shiny. I think from a cartoon, like in the Beano or something. Just riding your bike. Beano, beans. a huge... Like pyramid. Mm. I don't think it. I think it was just one level. It wasn't like a 3D pyramid. I think it's just a triangle, like yeah. you know, a human pyramid. Right. Style oh, shape. right. It's not 3D. You don't want to clatter right through the no, lot I don't of it. Want to hurt I wonder what it was about that idea that attracted you. Destruction, yeah. but also excitement and physical, you know, feeling. Yeah. Certainly, an energy you've carried into adult life, Matthew. What about you, Trev? What would you have done if with Jimmel? I, th I remember wanting to, to steam trains. No, not steam trains. Yeah, train. a bit of steam trains. I'd like to be an engine driver. <laughs> Can I wear one of those poncy little hats they wear and go pop, pop, poop, poop? I'm the engine driver with Tim Burgess cheeks. <laughs> Tim Burgess, who I actually love, who was charming and lovely, he just had quite little rosy cheeks in yeah, a healthy, on, lovely and that's way. All right. He didn't have rouge on. He looked lovely. Yeah, he put rouge He's on. brilliant. You know, and he brought that gig to life. Red yeah, yeah, yeah. circles on their cheeks. They like weren't that. that bad. They were lovely. He looked gorgeous. What and did he was you want brilliant. from Jimmel? 
I don't know. It probably would have been to, you know, get a weasel or something like that. I was obsessed with weasels when Jim Will Fix It was on. You so. wanted to what, get, what, get a weasel? when that show was on? Well, in that time, when I was about when eight. When Incredible Hulk Hulk was on. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk I'd like a weasel! Was it up against Hulk? Used to be that, then Hulk, I think. No, Hulk's on ITV. Hulk was ITV. the brake bumpers, that's when you see Hulk's boobs. I was never allowed to watch it. You weren't allowed to watch Hulk? No. Too emotional for you, Trev. It would have missed you right up. Nothing on ITV. I was not, wasn't allowed to watch it. Probably good in a way, Trev, because it means you've grown up as a man who has no relationship with contemporary England. <laughs> 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 Completely trapped doesn't in the bubble. Doesn't know about strawberry bootlaces. No, I knew about Jim will fix it, though. Like really? what, do you, what do you, what you would have just gone, can I have a weasel or something, or, or gone to a zoo, can I go to a zoo, something like that. I saw a taxidermied, <laughs> oh, Trev, that's, that's just rubbish. Can I have a weasel, can I go to a zoo with a weasel? <laughs> you might as well just send you a letter going, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just, <laughs> yeah, go on, F off, go to one. Well, you might as well yeah. just read Wind in the Willows on a hammock in your garden, which I imagine the kind of rubbish you go up to. I saw a taxidermied weasel, do you remember, me and Matt saw it, it was just holding an egg like yeah. it was a pint glass. That was a stoat. Weasels do steer legs, but they don't carry them in their hands. No, they don't one hand. They eat it <laughs> where they find it. They don't carry it like an Oscar. <laughs> it's like a little burglar with an egg. <laughs> Some, whoever stuffed it was an idiot. What did you want from Fix It? To meet Pinocchio. I've been very clear about this in the past. <laughs> Can I meet Pinocchio, please, Jimmel? Really? Yeah. You idiot. What's wrong with that? I would have liked to have met that little what guy. What age did you realise that was stupid? I still don't accept that it is now. <laughs> I still think that it's a reasonable request to make. Uh, the Disney Pinocchio really is the one I'm most interested well, what in. Other Not when he's got twigs in his nose. Well, he's from a folk tale. Oh right, the old, old you want the I don't want any much from the folk tale. Yeah, little red shorts, nice little braces. Little red round rosy cheeks like Tim Burgess. <laughs> 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 That'd be quite nice. Tim Burgess was brilliant. He brought that gig to life. Thank God for Tim Burgess is what I will no, say. I don't think he's going to be upset by But what does he do? You Rouge. never know. You don't know why he got him. What did he do when he brought that gig to life? Did he sing? He done Deadwood and done North, uh, Country, North Boy. Country Boy. Sorry. But he sang on it. He sang. Oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant it was. Really I don't know, I'm wondering. Just, Just slowly put his makeup on in the background. <laughs> 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 Circling his cheeks with a lipstick. What's <laughs> wrong with you, but man? they've got a singer, haven't they? Yeah, but they all join in, don't they? What it's about nice. you, is your eyeliner? Do what you, about me and my eyeliner? don't even eyeliner. have it put on the right place. That's the right- Women have their eyeliner put on the- like, above their the eyelashes inside. on the inside. Exactly, yeah. And he just- he had this- we talked about this, another makeup lady had to yeah. stand in for his naught and then did it in the normal place. Yeah. No! No, it hurts too much! <laughs> so she went, well, where else can I put it? He goes, put it underneath, put it underneath. So he had one in and one underneath yeah. and his head looked wonky. <laughs> he, he still did a TV show like that. Oh, what a soldier. Man. <laughs> Trevor turned up at a gig the other night, all smothered in makeup like Widow Twanky. What was smothered in makeup? You should have seen him I come. I had mine on the inside of me. Oh, actually, you should have been proud of me, Matt. I, I wore eyeliner once. It was a right mistake because I got up in the morning, went to the gym, and the man <laughs> Jose teaches me, well, didn't teach me, but he's in What is know, that you and Jose up to in that gym? You? No, he walked past me and looked really disappointed. He looked at my eyes and looked really disappointed. Like I was on the cross trainer, smiling at him. <laughs> ladies' makeup on. It's <laughs> all right the night before. Grinning from the cross trainer. It looks better actually the morning after. I think sometimes. Trevor, what kind of odd things you say? I you, think it does. You look, you're, you're, you're He's talking about my eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> Very close. <laughs> the two of you sit cuddling away, crying the way through the night. Why were you wearing eyeliner the other night? Because I, I thought it would be a good thing to do because I was on a big stage and I just thought it'd be, you know. No, be honest though. Come on, Trev. Well, it's Halloween. Yeah, Two excuses, neither of them believable. <coughs> Finn Conduct, that's a good name, isn't it? Finn Conduct that's from Southampton goes, what is the worst thing you've done to each other? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, God, well, you know, Matt on a daily basis disappoints and lies to me in uh, ways that are hard to imagine. for yourself. 
What's what? the worst thing you've done? To, oh, what's the worst thing I've done to Trev? Well, you can't, you can't repeat that because then you'll just be doing it again. What, what, what was the worst thing I've done to Trev? It's something you did on the- Oh yeah, on the radio show. That's a shame you can't say it. Is it the last show, please? No! No, Russell. Alright. Uh, well it was quite bad when I made him walk through London home from a gig the other night. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd driven all the way home from Bristol. <laughs> it was very, very tiring. It was, you know, we got up early to do a radio show. We'd been gigging the night before. We were knackered. And, uh, he thought he'd save an extra, you know, minute and a half getting home to bed by making me walk <laughs> through my car. Also, there is the sense of pleasure. It is like the end of the Hulk, watching Trev walk off. Dun, 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 dun. There he goes. <laughs> Trevor Lock, there he is, walking through the streets. He's done another gig. Who knows when we'll see him again. Dun, 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 does, dun, if dun. I get a cab over with Russell, even if it's the wrong way to go, he'll have to go to his house first. No, not if it's the wrong yeah. way. Not Very if we had to go through bad. your wretched archway borough. Well, there, well, I would you live about two minutes away. Hampstead. Lovely, posh. Oh, that's right, keeps it real. <laughs> it keeps what real? So people, this poverty will nice continue. We're all away. I did a gig opposite your house on, uh, on the night of Coco. What the, what pub? That drama monkey. You did a gig in there? Unbelievable. Even I don't go in there. Absolutely terrifying. Even I, a man who wears a vest <laughs> in broad daylight and wears makeup in a gym. <laughs> the last person who should go in there. What was wrong with the drama monkey cockety lock? Oh, I went into the toilet and there was a man doing substances off the back of his uh, hand. Oh, in broad daylight. Because you'll get that. What uh, were those substances? Oh, yeah, it wasn't in that pub, it was in another pub in my imagination. <laughs> You, the man doing the substance, <laughs> in pub. <laughs> Sat alone in your ridiculous house, where the kitchen looks like a 1920s pantry. Your ridiculous Wendy house you live in. Where all weird pictures from the old days. Anyway, don't mock me. I remember twice in the last week I've had to come and stand near you in case you were going to get beaten up. When? Knoxville. <laughs> Gallagher. Gallagher was never going to beat me up. He was being really I know, but I thought sexually you, overt like, and friendly. Right in your face, I thought. Hang on. That was the favorite. That was my favorite bit. I would have just said, "Is he trying to beat you up?" Yes. Okay. <laughs> was for, there was a beaded curtain in the way. It was, you know, very. It would take me ages to get in there. And anyway, you standing nearby watching through beaded curtains while I get you. beaten up so that you could help give a happen. realistic account of the attack. Then Matt, then Russell was pushed into his own blood and the carpet. Skin, at least once. When? What time? You remember we were in the bar flight and those two blokes, like skinhead blokes, started on you. And oh I was yeah, that's quite good. Well, they seemed quite nice in the end, though. Well, only because I told them to leave you alone. I liked them. They were a lovely couple of skinheads. They so came running over me. Man, I'm gonna get beaten up. You've got to help me. <laughs> That's you ridiculous. Give yourself to them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good in fight situations. I write stand up for myself. Very good at kickboxing. Actually, when we used to do kickboxing, I was more of a sort of solid boxer type. Russell was a big flamboyant, wheeling. Windmill of I'm a like man. a deity. You should see me flicking around blows through the air. Yeah. But no, I mean, when a fight thing happens, I do stand. Like, I don't go. I'm sure you oh, yeah. I just go. All right, here comes the fight. Then I don't back down. No, I can't in imagine the words that. of Tom, that's Bett. not a martial skill, is it? <laughs> all right, here comes the fight. Then. Okay, all right, here go. Here comes the violence. I've been in quite a lot of fights, and I always do remarkably well. Except once when I had to hide in a hedge in South End for about three hours after getting beaten up by some skinheads. Bloody skinheads. Just sat in some edges. <laughs> And this is our last ever Six Music Link. Turn off your phone, Trevor. What is Trevor. that you've got now? Trevor, you really. Do you think Over that that's. That. Perhaps that's Trevor's Cooper trying to stop us being indulgent and sentimental. It's a new phone. I don't know how to change the ring. Right, well, 
thank you for listening to us on Six Music. <laughs> Sorry we didn't play enough music. We're, we're very chatty young men. We've had a lovely time being on this radio yep. station. I've enjoyed it enormously. We've learned more about radio. I still don't know what them buttons do, but you know what they all do, don't you, Matt? Pretty much all of them. Pretty much all of them. this red one here. Oh! <laughs> we'll try that red button in a second. What about you, Cocky Lucky? Um, well, I mean, it's been a fascinating experience. I'm still, you know, confused by it all, but I know how to point into the microphone now. We've learned a lot. things, turn my phone off. Yeah. Well, that hasn't worked, has it? No, even that is not learned. Never interrupts. Never. Radio 2 will not have that. No, they won't this mind. This is the BBC. <laughs> We're on the BBC now. No, but that's like, you know. Proper BBC, what you mean to be a bit, hey, avant-garde BBC, bit under the yes. radar, yeah, it's on digital. Well, yeah, soon we'll be on BBC that people can listen to in their cars. No. Oh, God. It's going to be a lot of pressure, Matt. I don't know how we're going to cope with it. We'll be in cars, we're not in cars at the moment. Not, aren't people, are there dab radios on, in cars? Yeah, there, there are, are some cars, cars, but only in posh cars that would never listen to us, so it's pointless. Posh yeah. people will probably like us. The posh like us. I think they would. They're rough on the radio. Of course they do. Well, alright, well we're off the radio, really, it don't matter. For us, we're just doing the same thing, it's just different work. Like, instead of going, we work for Six Music, we just go work for BBC Two. In yeah, that, yeah. we're just going to be in a room. It took you six months to learn the, uh, Doing radio. That phone number. Oh no, a new web address. Oh, what's the point? Say it one more time. Six four oh four six four Dilly Archor Dilly Archai Russell dot six Dilly Archai Music BBD dot com boxes. See wee Right, well thanks for listening to our radio show, listening to us on Radio Two. Also young uh, Russell Howard's doing this show, he'll be brilliant. Listen to him. Good, he'll be great. Yeah, he's a really good comedian, he's a lovely lad, you should listen to him. Give him a chance, you'll know. Let bet him in peanuts to him for God's sake, look after him. Right, okay, well see you soon, Trevor. Yeah, well, I'll see you soon, Russell. I'll right, see you soon then, Matt. I'll see you in a minute. Right, <laughs> we'll just carry on being with each other, and then you know, we'll see each other tomorrow when we actually tomorrow. do. Tomorrow. whatever how you say that. We'll do the first two hours tomorrow. We've enjoyed being on Six Music. Bye, love you, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's bye. the view. Bye. Six Music. So, that was the very last podcast by Russell Brand. Russell Brand has now been disassembled, folded up and put back in his box. Matt Morgan has taken him home. He'll be brought out again, though, on the 18th of November on BBC Radio 2 at 9 o'clock in the evening. Until then, love you. Thanks for downloading this trial from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash six music. BBC. Six music.